0: Los connection Hey, vive la France! This is Jordan Duncan! Pardon? Pardon? <clears throat> Sorry. Sorry, pardon my French. Uh, this is Jordan Duncan, host of You Know What That Means, the AEW podcast. Welcome back to another exciting episode. With me, as always, is my co-host, Andrew Reich. Andrew, is Reich a French name?
1: Okay, so it sounds French, yeah. but... So, but we don't have the we don't use the accenté goob, which is that accent that makes it go richet. Oh. So we don't we don't have that. So I would probably say it's got German descent. Okay, so French it's rich, German, but it's but if you look at it, it's actually the French term for rich. Oh, you know. Rich.
0: So you were the consortium all along? Is that what you're trying
1: like, to say? Like, have you ever heard the term nouvelle riche, like the new thing?
0: Uh, I don't think so.
1: Okay, that's a French term. So, like, that's how you say rich in, in French. But oh, no. so,
0: okay, riche. Rich. Yeah. Andrew Rich. There's a reason. Know, where, where, yeah. where did you
1: pick up the French from? Did you go to Epcot again?
0: Uh, I had some French bread for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, uh, there is a reason. I've been boning up on my Parlez-vous Francais. And uh, We will get to that in just a little bit, but welcome sure. to episode... Uh, we are on episode 29, correct?
1: That is correct. How do you You're say 29, 29 in French? Um, de, de... I want to say de non. Yeah, de I remember
0: non. un, deux, trois. That's about all I yeah. can remember from my French. I took French in I, middle school. Did you take French class?
1: Uh, I did. I, okay. I took French all the way into college as an elective. Okay. So that's why... I think I totally screwed up 29 in French. That's why I'm, like, really sloppy on it. But uh, <laughs> but which WrestleMania was that? Was that the one? That was the one where Place to Be Nation was born. Yeah,
0: like, 29. Yeah. Tailgate,
1: in, yeah, outside the, in the... um. The tailgate in, in
0: New York, yeah. New
1: Jersey, yeah, in New York, New Jersey, whatever, yeah. yeah.
0: I think that was the first meetup of uh, Chad and Justin in person, I think, if I'm getting my P2B, P2B history correct. Right. Um, Chad, uh, our condolences to Chad Campbell right now, sad Braves fan. Uh, we are taping as always on a Tuesday, and the Braves uh, lost Game One of the divisional series. It's kind of a, another place to be throwback. The Brad and Chad show might be re- revived because the Phillies are playing the Braves in the Major League Baseball playoffs. And uh, oh
1: Lord, and uh, condolences for the for the Falcons. Uh, nah, I'm, I'm not. I'm joking. Yeah. I don't. <laughs> I don't care at all about the Falcons.
0: They did kind of get screwed this past Sunday, though, because uh, is they, that
1: the one with the terrible roughing the pass on well, Tom Brady?
0: <laughs> you say the one? It happened twice, but yeah, one with Tom Brady, and then Monday night there was an even more agreement he just won against um the Chiefs, but that didn't cost them. The Chiefs went on to win the game, but
1: yeah, it's it's so weird. Like I've watched these games and it's Josh Allen and Pat Mahomes, and they get down by like seventeen or twenty points, and then they just once you get to the like the last two minutes of the game, they've like miraculously come back and won the game. <laughs> I
0: weird. honestly think sometimes <laughs> like Pat Mahomes reminds me so much of Steph Curry. Like I almost think they get bored. It's a video game. Yeah, they almost yeah. seem like they get bored and like they like to challenge themselves. Like I'm not saying like he loses on purpose or anything but it's it's wild watching them sometimes
1: brady brady was that way yeah he's not anymore i feel like i I mean everyone's heard the rumors about him and gazelle but um like i think that what it really is is just that he's just broken down
0: like yeah he
1: did not want to go out the way he did not want to go out that way so he wanted to play one more year and he's probably going to wind up looking even worse
0: right i mean there's like there's athlete old, and this this is what sucks about getting legitimately old is like athlete old now is like seven years younger than me. <laughs> like,
1: when yeah, somebody's like, like, "Oh, like, he's an old
0: football player," I'm like, "He's thirty
1: three, man." <laughs> like Cody like, Rhodes made a point that a wrestler's prime is like like once you hit forty, your your prime is over. I don't know if that's always true. Yeah, I can I, understand his point of view.
0: Yeah. Uh, I certainly think that could be changing, though, uh, over the past, you know, over this this generation of wrestlers. With the
1: way they're distancing the dates and conditioning them yep. better. Like, yep. for example, Roman Reigns doesn't wrestle nearly as much. Right. You know. Yeah. So. But did you watch Extreme Rules?
0: I watched <laughs> one match. Uh, my son and I, what were we waiting for?
1: It was extreme. It yeah. Was extremely we were, we were, boring. <laughs>
0: we were home. Me and my son were home. We were waiting for something to, because s- it was later in the night. I, think I was just waiting for my friend to get online to play Fortnite because I'm really cool. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> I watched Edge versus Finn Balor. Um, it was really long, and I didn't like These it These
1: Lawrence much. of Arabia-esque Edge matches, I'm done with them. I, I was I mean, not a
0: fan of what I saw. I'm glad
1: Adam Copeland's having this final act, but good lord, that was long.
0: What I didn't like was there's two separate spots. And again, we are not like just... As, as the AEW podcast, we don't exist solely to bash WWE. We no, we don't. You know, we don't really talk about it, to be honest. I like the much. Bray
1: Wyatt return. I thought it was kind of cool. Yeah,
0: I, 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 I saw that on Twitter. Um, it's interesting. Bray Wyatt is very much all character, and then, like, he's still got to wrestle, and that's the part where it's like, will he actually be good at that? Like, I don't know. The returns are very uh, different versus Bray Wyatt matches well, versus it's Bray rare, Wyatt. because
1: Bray Wyatt seemed to turn into a nostalgia act
0: yeah right
1: we're reintroducing him of like hey remember all these great moments when he was a creepy serial killer yeah you know (laughs) from like six months ago or whatever. but it was a big pop and um the the i did not like the fight pit match which main evented Mm -hmm. because we were talking about roman reigns and how roman didn't do it because he's kind of separating his matches to try to preserve his you know his time in the ring yeah
0: um But yeah, I mean, it sounded like it was a pretty good pay-per-view, general consensus, but I also think that, and this is something we haven't really touched on too much, I think that WWE's in a we-can't-do-anything-wrong type phase with the fans, with Triple H, like, they're forgiving of everything right now. Um, There's
1: a lot of trust-building going on. Right,
0: and it's kind of where AEW was, like, when we started this show. Like, fans were willing to overlook anything that missed because everything else was doing so good, and... You know, with Triple H, just the idea of something being new, you know.
1: And, and let's be real, Jordan. Like, and I, I, really don't mean this in a bash in a bashing type of way. When it comes to Vince McMahon, the way he was running it, like going into his resignation, how much worse could it have gotten? For real?
0: Yeah. I mean, speaking for myself only, like I, I have been watching wrestling. Let's see. I'm gonna be
1: 43, probably. Like it felt like he was tanking.
0: I, I've probably been watching wrestling for thirty five years. And there's there's stretches where I stopped watching WWE. You know, like there's a lot of stretches where I watched WWE but was critical of it. But like for the past like two two and a half years, Andrew, I just don't watch or even care to watch. Like it and it's not like uh me trying to like rub it in their face like, oh, I'm not tweeting out hashtag cancel the WWE network or anything like that. I just don't yeah. care anymore about about it. I mean, no, part of that is the, because there's the enough worst, other the stuff thing, for me to watch. So
1: the worst thing to have right now is apathy. Like yeah. that's the worst thing you got I mean, if you have fans like we saw this with John Cena. Like if you have fans that hate the top act, you're doing it right because now that at least people are paying attention to whether or not this guy that you hate is gonna win or actually lose and make you feel better right if you just don't care who the champions are and who the top feuds are that's even worse right like
0: i think that's a a topic for another podcast is me explaining my my break with wwe is really goes back to daniel bryan and how invested i was just like so many others were at wrestlemania 30 and they just really bungled him for like two straight years and it just felt intentional and like mm -hmm. it taught me as a fan like don't bother caring about these guys, you know, and once you stop Pretty caring, much. it's easy to get out, you know?
1: Yeah. But. And then and now, I mean, the one thing that is related to AEW for sure is there is definitely I mean, we talked about it before. It's going to be continue to be a topic in the months ahead. But there is a very clear narrative going on that WWE is trying to get back in on some of these AEW acts that wound up being released from WWE at the time and went to AEW, and now they're trying to scoop them back up. And some of them might be poisoning the well. I mean, what do you think about that theory?
0: Oh, I... Yeah, I absolutely think it's poisoning. I mean, we world. could
1: talk about names. We could talk about like Andrade and yeah. how he got in a fight with Sammy Guevara. Yeah, I mean um, that's
0: probably the big news of the of the of the past cycle since our last show is. And
1: you know what's you know what's hilarious? It's the most predictable fight ever because <laughs> yeah. of the fact that on Twitter they pretty much called each other out. It's yeah. almost like when you like. Like you argue at the cafeteria, and you're like, you're gonna meet me outside after school, right? And you're just like stewing for like the rest of the school day, like, oh, fight's coming on.
0: Oh man, <laughs> Joey and Tommy are fighting in the in the, ca- at, the at the bus That's stop. what happened with
1: Sammy and Andrade. And you know when you know a tweeter is mad when they do all lower caps on their tweet. That <laughs> yeah. means they're like angry tweeting, right? <laughs> <laughs> they're not punctuating anything and clearing it with AEW's top brass. They're like fuck this you didn't want to go to you just want to go back to wwe you fight fake or whatever you called them i mean you knew it was coming and then wednesday came and boom there it was like they got into a fight
0: Yep, yeah. yeah and there's a lot of reports originally and sammy so the big thing that a lot of people were really upset with was there was a fight and then sammy guevara still was put on tv and won the main event of dynamite that night correct um, and he wasn't punished now i have some thoughts on that Uh, Versus, you know, and a lot of people are saying, well, the Bucks and Punk, they got suspended and Sammy didn't. That stuff all happened after a show. And I have have to wonder if there was a scuffle at all out before the show. I don't think Tony would have pulled him from the show. Uh, And I think that's kind of the situation here is like he wasn't he wasn't about to ruin his main event for the night.
1: You no, know, but they ruined the the one they advertised for Rampage because I mean, Preston yeah. Vance, I mean, what a missed opportunity. I know him. Preston's <laughs> <laughs>
0: Preston's big moment.
1: <laughs> Let me ask you this. Do you think they were actually going to write Andrade off and have Preston Vance win that match?
0: Uh, no. Maybe. It's hard to say. Like yeah. I can see
1: Preston 10 Vance taking the mask off.
0: Yeah, you know? I mean, cuz like the mask isn't really a big thing with him, you know. Right. Uh, so, yeah, I I I think you could see a, a case for either way, where it's like they're trying to keep Andrade involved, so you give him a win, but I mean, a win over ten, like that's not really a big win.
1: Yeah. Um, well, you know what? I would have nobody would have watched um, Preston Vance versus Andrade anyway if it was the last match on Battle of the Belts rampage right. because it happened at ten o'clock at night, and I think everybody was tired. I gotta tell you, Jordan, like, I I take pride in watching almost all the shows. There's only I will say, there's been two shows so far in AEW this week that I have purposely missed. One was a Dark Elevation show because Brandon Cutler was in the main event, and Weesh. I refused to watch that. <laughs> and uh, the other one was Battle of the Belts because Battle of the Belts aired live back-to-back after Rampage. So Rampage was basically a two-hour show right? in essence. Yeah, listen, and listen
0: uh- – yeah, you know, just so people don't think we just bash WWE and praise AEW, the same criticism I had for WWE and why I kind of got out of it as a fan, like the Daniel Bryan thing, I was taught not to care. AEW has taught us you don't have to care about Battle of the Belts, Battle of the Belts. Correct. Like they've told the us that it doesn't it matter. Is
1: by far the lowest rating on the fourth one. Oh yeah,
0: I mean, and card wise it was probably the worst one yet. I mean, it was.
1: I mean, the very first match, which was fun. because first Pac-
0: was a good match.
1: And he had just wrestled the main event of Rampage, so he basically did back-to-back matches. Right. And they both ended with freaking the hammer stupid shots. hammer. Yeah, right. I was like, come on now. I get it. You want to put Pac over as, like, a heel, but come on. We could have done better than that.
0: Does that um, mean Van Hammer is coming to AEW? Do you think it's... You
1: think or MC, maybe we're going to have MC Hammer MC, <laughs> MC put Hamm. on pumps and a bump. <laughs>
0: pumps and a bump.
1: <laughs> uh. Um... But yeah, the, the battle of the belts was bad. Let me ask you this, and I'll I'll give you the matches. I'll like I'll actually just say them to you in a row. I'll say all the battle of the belts matches because let's say they don't do another one, which I think is likely, because I think they were just yeah. This is the last one that they
0: kind of were tied to that contractually, that were right?
1: contractually obligated to TNT. Yeah, yeah. So let me give you all of them. So and there's not many. Uh, Sammy Guevara and Dustin Rhodes, mm-hmm. Ricky Starks, Matt Seidel... Britt Baker and Riho, that was the first one. Yeah. The second one was actually a title change with Sammy Guevara and Scorpio Sky, whereas Guevara won it back. Yeah, those was when Jonathan, they were
0: switching back and forth over and over. Yes,
1: there. and Guevara was turning heel with Ty Conti. Um, yeah. At the time, Ty Conti, now she's Ty Mello. Uh, John the Gresham, Dalton Castle, and then Thunder Rosa, Nyla Rose. Um, the third one, Warfow I think the J. third Me- one was the best one. Yeah, Warlow J. Lethal, Thunder Rosa, Jamie Hater. That was the one where infamously Hayter got her nose broken and Rosa hid in the bathroom stall <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> from Jamie Hader. I mean, it's rumor and innuendo. And then Claudio Castanoli and Takeshita, which was a banger. Yeah, probably so the best probably match
0: probably in the Battle of, of the Belts history, huh?
1: And then the ones that just passed this weekend were Pac, Trent, Beretta. Yeah. I thought it was good. There's a crazy, crazy spot where they do a brain buster on the table from the ramp. Um, and... Cargill and Willow Nightingale, which I thought was fine. Yeah. And then FTR and Gates of Agony, which was like fart noise. I I think that was like the worst
0: FTR match in a long time.
1: It just wasn't good. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, So what was your question? What's the best or what's the worst? (laughs) Yeah, like what was your favorite? I think three. um, Not to say that I liked it so much, but the uh, Takeshita-Claudio match was, out of all those matches, I mean, three so 12 matches, that was the best by a long shot.
1: And the very first one, with Sammy Sammy and Dustin, it was actually supposed to be Sammy and Cody, but Cody got yep. COVID.
0: Yep, that's so right.
1: So, that probably would have been the best one. It's ironic, because actually we just put on a live watch of the first ever Dynamite watched in D.C., and it, the first match is Cody and Sammy Guevara. Yeah, that's
0: what we'll be getting to shortly. So, um, yeah, uh, I'm not sad to see Battle of the Belts go. And I bet Tony Khan's not either, to be honest. And you can see in how little he puts into it he
1: tried to pump it up like oh this is the first time ever that rampage is live for two straight hours i'm like yes and it for a reason (laughs) (laughs) for a reason i I, I can't take that i'm sorry i mean i just i I got life i can't stay up till 11 o'clock at night watching live wrestling i'm sorry right i will
0: say this let me go back to a question you asked about the andrade thing as i'm thinking Mm -hmm. about it i think he would have beaten preston vance because he does have some other ongoing stuff with like private party um like where they're showing the, the the contract tampering thing with private parties, I think, had he not punched out Sammy, which let's be honest, who doesn't want to punch Sammy Guevara? Guevara? Uh, it's hard I, not to. Yeah, right now. I think he would have still been on TV. My nickname for capacity. him
1: right now is Sammy Dramara. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good That's one. That's my nickname for him. These not days. bad.
0: So, I mean, listen, we always have the dark dynamite. You know, the the dynamite that doesn't air between our time of taping and time of show. Do you think Sammy's going to be on Dynamite this week? Or do you think like, okay, you main have invented it. You're not going to ruin this show, but we're not going to put you on. So we actually have,
1: here's the thing. It's almost like a Randy Orton S situation with Sammy. And I'm not trying to make it out that Sammy is like this malcontent brat pain in the ass, but he's kind of a malcontent brat pain in the ass. Yeah. Like in tw- people might not remember this one in 2020 during quarantine, uh, Guevara got in trouble because he had made comments years ago in a podcast that were very crude about Sasha, Sasha Banks. Banks yep. Yeah, very, very awful comments, and he got basically put on probation. There was also supposedly a situation where, when Tony and Impact were working together, Guevara was supposed to do some shots at Impact, and Guevara refused to do them. Like he didn't want to go. Mm. And uh, and I never heard I that. He mm. didn't And, uh, yeah, I don't think it was ever confirmed. It was kind of one of those rumor innuendo things. Jericho had to basically be the peacekeeper. And it sort of created some friction where Sammy, if you remember, wasn't on TV for quite a while during quarantine. Mm -hmm. I think that was one of the reasons. Then there was the Eddie Kingston situation, which happened about a month ago, Yeah, uh, where, you know, Eddie did get the suspension there, and he got pie-faced. Sammy did get made up a match, uh, uh, but it was on the buy-in of All Out, whereas Kingston— Actually, you know what? Kingston got a King's match. Kingston
0: got a match, East too. East. Yeah. He yeah. Had, uh, so
1: they, but they didn't wind up working together. Yeah, kind East. of
0: a dream match for Eddie. Yeah. With. Uh,
1: yeah. They wound East up East. working together at Rampage. And I thought the match was blah. Yep. Uh, and then this thing. And it's like, OK, it's not three strikes. You're out. But now we're seeing a trend where it's like this dude is really hard to work with. You know?
0: Yeah. And it could just be immaturity. I mean, he's a young guy. You know, Mm -hmm. a young guy who was a star, and we're going to get there just in a little bit, right from the start of this company... Um, he was kind of put into a he, prime position he's one of
1: the he's one of the four pillars yeah like you so. can't get rid of this guy like it, I mean this is also it's clearly I mean we saw the Vince McMahon and Shawn Michaels so many times where it's like there's a point where you know you have to make a choice of who what ho- horse you're going to ride with and Tony Khan yeah. basically by doing this decides he's going to ride with Sammy and not Andrade I don't think it's the worst decision
0: I don't either especially if uh, Sammy isn't outright saying he doesn't want to work there anymore, at least. <laughs>
1: you know? no, like, no, no, no. It hasn't gone that far. I think Andrade is I, – I, I know I keep mentioning his name. I know there's other people that are like Buddy Matthews very clearly is basically saying, get me out of here. Yeah. You know um, what's
0: funny, though? Like, I, I think it's very much a, a grass is greener situation with these guys. Like, okay, let's say Tony tells Andrade, you're gone and Triple H scoops him up, what's he going to do in WWE? Like, Whose spot is he going to take? Like, Is Andrade I, really going to get pushed to the top of the card if he comes back to WWE? I think he's going to be in the same spot he's in when he left, same spot he's I, in in AEW. I remember like, the
1: nickname. This was when Paul Heyman was booking Raw. I remember the nickname that Andrade and Buddy Murphy and Humberto Carrillo, when they were getting pushes on Raw, they called them the catering crew because yeah. they were never getting any TV time Like, before Heyman got the book, and then when Heyman was booking, all of a sudden they were getting pushed. But the ratings weren't showing any, like, the ratings weren't any better for them being around. Whereas, you know, the one thing I will say is that, you know, as you see Sami Zayn and people like that getting pushed, you are seeing the ratings kind of turn up a tad for WWE and stabilize. I think AEW's ratings have actually kind of stabilized. The thing that's ironic is that the ticket sales are going down.
0: Yeah, you've said you wanted to talk about this. I'm sure you've got the numbers to hit us with. So,
1: I can. Yeah. Uh, So, so what? I mean, I was going to make a joke about how, like, how Washington D.C. they had the anniversary show and how fitting it was for them to be a daily's place for the (laughs) for to go back. Because I don't know why. There's a small arena. It was. Now, the one that we're live watching, which was the very first one in October 2019, that that was in the – it used to be called the Verizon Center. Now mm-hmm. it's called the Capital One Arena. That's a huge arena, and they got they got 14,000 people sold out for that show, and it, it looks every bit of it. When you see a slightly empty arena like they had for the DC show in the smaller venue, you can see every bit of that too, and it was – it just kind of scared me because, like, they had just had Grand Slam. They they did get a really nice crowd, like we talked about in the last episode. Mm-hmm. But you could see the turnout starting to dwindle just a little bit. Like, I'll give you an example. So Cincinnati, they that was the first – that was a big dynamite because that was the first one after All Out when they had Danielson and Cole show up. They sold 7,000 tickets. Um, so far, it's still another week or so away, but they're only got they're only at 4,000. The Philadelphia show. The one – they had the anniversary show in 2021 in Philadelphia. That got 7,000. The one in April got 6,000, and then they just had a show there about two weeks ago that was 5,000. Norfolk, Virginia, they they sold 5,000 tickets for the show after full gear. The, they have a, one in October. They're only at 2,500. Like I know these are small numbers, but it does show a trend. maybe it's because of the fact that there's other things like um, – The NFL and the NBA and other other things distracting people from being able to spend money or go out. That the ticket sales are kind of concerning, but if you look at the ratings, the ratings are stable. They've only had one show in the last six weeks that's been under a million for Dynamite.
0: Yep, and it was barely like by a a razor thin spot. Right, and it was
1: the opposite way in the summer. In the summer, they were having great turnouts. Forbidden Door was a sellout, and they're
0: at like seven (laughs) fifty. Yeah, they were like at
1: seven. 50 and just under 800K. And it's like, what's going on here? I'm, a lot of people would say it was because Punk was out and, you know, Cole was out. Danielson was out. Possibly, but yeah. Even when they came back, though, they were still under a million most of the time.
0: And and right I mean, now, where they're hitting million, Punk's gone. Cole, Cole's not back. <laughs> <right>? <laughs> the Bucks aren't back. And
1: like, I, I wonder if this was a litmus test to see how they could do without those acts, yeah. meaning Kenny and the Bucks and Punk. And I think what they're realizing is there's actually some. There's actually light at the end of the tunnel here in terms of ratings, but in terms of the crowd turnout, uh, I, I am I did worry when I saw the turnout in that Washington D.C. show. I just thought it was like I thought it looked cheap, and I know they had two nights in a row, mm. so that might have been a reason too. If it was like one mega show and for one night, I think maybe that's they a, done
0: actually that. a point that I had thought about, but now that you say that, that's a pretty good like when they're doing two nights of TV in the same city. Most fans aren't going to go to both. They're going to pick one or the no, other.
1: I think we talked about this last year. Uh, they had this double shot in Miami. This was the one where they had the YouTube match between Suzuki and Danielson. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where they tried to go live Fox against one. Yeah. 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 And so they went against them. But I remember this. Miami had – they had back-to-back shows in Miami because of the NBA playoffs or the NBA uh, kickoff. And – it was like low turnout like it looked like it looked like nobody was there yeah you know whereas if you have one event with the rampage taping on top of it you're not you might not get the greatest segments for that rampage and a lot of co- crowd m- might file out but you're gonna get a lot of people out there for the destination event instead of trying to split hairs and say hey uh why don't you watch both these shows? Like they got, they're going to try this again with Toronto because they're having the dynamite, um, debut in Canada, um, this upcoming Wednesday for the dark dynamite, but they're also doing a rampage on Thursday. Yep. So yeah, but, but the weird, but I did get this wrong. I want to get this right. Um, they are not airing it Thursday. They're, they're taping Thursday and it airs on Friday.
0: Yeah. Which I don't have a problem with. I think if they could find a way, and this is something we talked about last episode, if they could find a way to get, away from taping rampage after dynamite for a crowd that's already tired that's that's half gone i think that you got to do it even if it means right. maybe smaller arenas or this or that yeah um, or less I, I, I i'm like Talk i say about. this confidently taping rampage on a thursday it's probably going to be a better atmosphere rampage than most rampages because it's not taping at 10 uh, 45 p.m you know <laughs>
1: like and you get two gates, you yeah, know, now are exactly. the gates, are, are the gates better combined? Like if you put those two together, is that better than one mega gate? Like when they got a million for the most recent Grand Slam?
0: Right. Yeah. I don't,
1: probably, probably not. But like, I feel like AEW definitely has figured out, they, they, I'll say this, in terms of their, and I'll just wrap up the whole segment about the ticket sales. When it comes to brand recognition, when it comes to. Uh, probably even their quality of work I feel like AEW still hasn't peaked yet I feel like they still can get even further than they've yeah, gotten I agree in terms of in terms of like Google trends I mean there's
0: still even big able, markets that they've never hit yet you know
1: right uh, like they still got a ways to go like I Pacific Northwest
0: think, I don't think they've ever done anything Seattle I do uh, that's, which is coming down the it, pike, right
1: right uh yeah. Seattle is January yeah so, so that's gonna and that's the home of Brian Danielson so you know in Darby Allen so you know they going to have something in store for them but in terms of the ticket sales i think that they've peaked like i feel like they've gotten to a point where it's like all right you got twenty thousand for one venue and they're not that far behind from wwe wwe is also kind of right. struggling at some venues to be able to sell them out but
0: right so i mean i think the thing that no wrestling fan likes to admit is I don't think there's any wrestler out there right now that's a big ticket mover in any company, WWE or AEW, and so really your brand is what sells. And as much as I'm a fan of AEW and it might be the hot product, the WWE WWE name is still going to be a bigger brand and. A,
1: right. Yeah. Like uh, they have a show coming up in New Orleans. Well, of course they put Bray Wyatt all over it. Sure. You know yeah. because they gotta they gotta move ticket sales and it's probably gonna work. They'll probably be able to push a couple thousand ahead to get to that New Orleans show, AW is going to do the same. Like there's a, people think that the reason why they promote things in advance now was because that whole hang up where Sting wasn't promoted as a surprise. The the thing is too though, if you promote an act going into a show, you're more likely to sell tickets. You I know, agree. It, instead of surprise. Like <laughs> yeah, you, it works. I think the surprise works surprises. for TV ratings though. It does. And that's the inverse. Like you you just said, you just made a good point about that with Rampage. Like you make a better TV product by having a live product, but you're also splitting two events into one week and you're not going to get good turnouts for either.
0: Yep. Yep. I agree. Yeah. It's a, it's interesting topic. Uh, I kind of also default to like DC. Okay. So you mentioned really in the past month, they've been in Philadelphia, DC and New York. And those are all fairly close to each other too. You know, like Yeah,
1: it's kind of like it's different markets, it's but it's
0: also it. not. Like I don't know that area well. Like I've never been to Washington DC, believe it or not. So I don't know how close it is. But I'm in Philadelphia. Any any yeah, affiliate to New York is like an hour by train. You know. Yeah, I think so. they just
1: announced that WrestleMania forty is gonna be there.
0: Yeah. In Philadelphia.
1: Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so it's a destination place. Like so, that's a, it's a place where you can sell tickets really easily. So right. you know, but I think Toronto, they're probably gonna be around seven thousand for both shows in the Coca-Cola arena. So they're gonna they're gonna have a good turnout for that one. It's going I mean, we can kinda pivot to that about Canada. Like they've always had this tag on them of being like a bizarre land where you go there and it's like, Oh my god, up is down, down is up, heels are being cheered, faces are being booed. Yeah. That's kind of light that's kind of softened a little bit over the
0: I always the thought years. that was just WWE's excuse for them being bad at booking,
1: like Right about why <laughs> why is our really terrible baby face getting booed? Right, um, so they always have that in the back of their head. Oh, it's a bizarre world. <laughs> right, but but it wouldn't surprise me that because it's the first time that they're in Toronto that the crowd might throw a couple curveballs at at like the at the talent and the wrestlers for dynamite. I don't yeah. know what it would be. I, I... Maybe it's Jericho getting booed. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I feel like. I feel like Tony's smart enough to know, like, put some Canadian people out. Like, if Ethan Page is not in a match on these shows, uh, I'll be surprised. Like, I'll be stunned.
1: Well, he's not going to challenge for the All-Atlantic Championship like Stoke Hathaway keeps saying, because it's actually Pac versus on Orange Cassidy.
0: Yeah, which that feud apparently is still a thing, so.
1: Yeah, it's um, still going on.
0: And it feels like a full, it's turned into a full, we'll get into really what this show's all about tonight. It feels like it's really turned into a full Pac heel turn at this point. Uh, pretty much yeah which is odd so i don't see him losing the title to orange cassidy because that belt is almost like uh, it's almost like a custom made belt for Pac because he goes and does the european shows and he defends the title on it you know it's a, yeah. it's a uh, nice little thing. It,
1: he's a, he's also got the trios belts but i think yeah. they yeah they actually defended it right before that battle of the belt show against um it was actually a pretty good match it was against the dark order here's one uh, that could be an
0: interesting Canada reaction is if they do something with Jungle Boy and Christian they have to expect that Jungle Boy is going to be the heel that night right (laughs) like the crowd is going Uh, to worship Christian
1: unless Christian just absolutely shits on Toronto
0: yeah which he we've we've seen that he he can kind of manipulate a crowd pretty well
1: yeah he's Um, still I mean I got to give him credit he's got the arm surgery and he's still out there cutting promos like he's you know he's he's really dialing in um and then they, they got uh, Jericho versus Brian Danielson for the third time. This will be the rubber match, yep. uh, and it'll be for the ROH title. Yep. Do you, I don't see the Ocho giving it up here.
0: No, I don't either. I think, I think the long term story there is Garcia beats him for it, huh?
1: Maybe. Yeah. I really love that image to close the Dynamite where he was like Garcia was like looking on in disappointment because he got yep. pinned by yep. Guevara while the rest of the JS was celebrating behind him. I thought it was so great. Yeah,
0: it was pretty cool. You know? um, but, yeah, I mean, there's a lot to to, to consider with, with the Toronto shows. Um, I'm excited for them, though, I will say. And I will actually be excited to read what they do with Dynamite, too, you know? Yeah, um, the or Rampage. Or not Dynamite, but Rampage. Rampage, I'm sorry. Yeah, they
1: don't have anything promoted so far unless something last second that Tony Khan just tweeted out it is going to happen. Right. <laughs> but, like, I'm sure they're going to have some Canadian acts show up. Um, right. Obviously, Bret Hart's under contract with WWE. That's not going to happen. But they'll they'll figure something out. Actually, they
0: uh reminds me of an interesting thing I wanted to point out to you. Um before we get into what we're what this episode really is, and I said that twice now. Um so I was reading Raw uh, Raw results, mm-hmm. and apparently last night on Raw, Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson redebuted with AJ Styles. Yes, the, which the, you the, OC, the
1: OC the O. C. is back, yes. Yeah.
0: What's interesting about that, and I don't know if you know this, Carl uh, Anderson is currently the never open weight champion in new japan pro wrestling
1: oh so he has to do commitments with new japan yeah
0: so uh i think that's really interesting like uh, some people are saying oh does that mean they're working with new japan or i think more likely carl anderson kind of stabbed new japan in the back <laughs> <and> took that <laughs> wwe payday uh I,
1: I think he was well here's the thing too and i mean this is a subsidiary portion of the of, of the wrestling Of the wrestling signing like rekindling going on but a lot of impact contracts are coming up yeah after bound for glory so impact in
0: new japan by tradition their contracts renew basically every year every year after wrestle kingdom Kingdom,
1: so so now you're hearing rumors that like taven cannellis uh mike bennett vincent we've seen vincent on ring of honor slash AEW, so like I wouldn't be surprised if you see a couple of those people land on television on USA or TBS or Keep CNC Matt Taven and-
0: away from from my television <laughs> screen, please. I I never you know, liked I gotta him. tell you, never liked him. Ring this, of Honor, don't like him still.
1: I will say this about Matt Taven. So I I did go to an Impact show earlier this year. He has the sweetest superkick, like the mm, nicest okay. kick. But everything else, I, nah, I could do without. Yeah. Um, but. They, like, yeah, that's, like, kind of a byproduct of it all. Like, you know, Impact's getting picked apart because they're kind of looking into whoever else they could scoop up for their next round of shows after, um... Oh, wow, that's Chris Van Vliet. <laughs> 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 I, I didn't know. He must have, like... Bar- they must have borrowed him from the, the premiere night of AWC if he's stuck. Right. And he's interviewing Kevin Smith and Jason News. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> uh... <laughs> <Dylan Bob. laughs> all right, I just lost track. Yeah. But, um... We're talking about the first Dynamite, and for some random reason, Kevin Smith is at ringside. But, um, yeah, like, they—they they, they, you're going to start seeing the impact, like, pick up different people. Maybe they'll start picking up some of these people if AEW lets them go. I'll tell you another one that was kind of interesting. Freddie Prince Jr., we kind of made fun of his promotion. This dude, he got thunderstruck twice. Like, he was going to get Killer Cross and Bray Wyatt, and they both got scooped up by WWE at the last minute. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is dumb luck. Like, he probably had a good idea in mind for either of those guys to be his top star, and it got deep-sixed twice by WWE coming in the last second. Right. WWE right. tried to do that with Bandito. Bandita was going to sign with uh, AEW and have it all wrapped up after he had this great match against Chris Jericho and Dynamite. Probably the best match I've seen in the last, like, couple weeks on the show. Yeah, awesome and then match. And then WWE tried to scoop in scoop him up at the last minute.
0: Yeah. Um. So, yeah, uh, I think it's interesting that we, we kind of are going full circle with it, but with uh, the DC show, uh, with the third anniversary show, the first ever Dynamite took place in uh, Washington, D.C., um, in a much bigger arena than their, than their last show. And uh, Rich, you recently watched it again, and uh, we've got the YouTube link. It's all in French, though. <laughs> but you found... Uh, <laughs> they,
1: literally, they literally have, like... Uh French announcers doing the show. Yeah, you so. found like
0: a little hidden YouTube account that has like every dynamite ever, correct? But it's like all in most French. Of them. Like the yeah.
1: first year or so. Yeah. Yeah, and it's just, they just got the episodes, but they're just in French.
0: It's a really cool resource, but the account is uh, Toonami France. T-O-N-A-M-I France. So if you're somebody who like maybe came into AEW late in the game and. Yeah, because they now don't have a streaming know service. Now we're
1: going to if Tony Khan truly listens to the show, because
0: right. if he does, that means they're going to shut down. These are gone. <laughs> these are long
1: gone. <laughs> Au revoir, bitches. Right. But,
0: you know, I think it's an interesting dynamic in terms of the three-year anniversary and where we've come versus where they were.
1: I, I don't miss these graphics in the background where it looks like a gender party reveal. Gender yes. reveal party. yeah,
0: like the, the intro of the show, it's like almost rainbow colors.
1: They have definitely improved on that part. I agree. Listen, they just started. Like, what do you expect? Right,
0: right. Um, What were you thinking? Did you watch the first Dynamite, like, live as it aired?
1: I did. I did. I did want to get your thoughts, too, but, like, what was your feeling about, like, just the general sense of pro wrestling when it happened, when, like, AEW debuted on Dynamite? Did you get the sense of, like, all right, things are starting to... Dude, I was so hyped.
0: I was so hyped because okay. pr- I am an unabashed young Bucks fan. More than more than anything, like I know it's Cody and the Bucks and Kenny. It's not any one of them. They all were necessary parts to make this happen. But for mm-hmm. me, it was always the Bucks. And I know the Bucks are polarizing. I know a lot of people who really, really hate the Bucks, and people whose wrestling opinion I respect. Uh, they happen to be wrong on this one. But you know, I just like I had total trust that it would be. Something that I would enjoy because of the Bucks involvement, um, right? And, and of course, and we'd put, all seen rest- all we'd all seen all in as well, um, so we kind of had a feel of it. Um, I was a little hesitant that Cody was going to be the Triple H of the company, you know, the wins every match type guy. Because I'm not a big Cody guy, and I just was afraid that that's where they were going to go with him. Uh, like I, yeah. I thought before it all started, I thought Cody was going to be the first champ, and I was like, Bleh, don't like that. Um so I do think that they surprised me a little bit in terms of I mean Cody never won the title uh and really it was pretty no, early in he, yeah it's pretty early in the show's run that he lost the stipulation match where he could never challenge
1: right him. he was feuding with Jericho and he lost a sti- he lost in the stipulation was that he could never challenge challenge for the title again
0: yep, yep. um
1: uh, cuz that was the full gear show um the most memorable part I mean we'll probably bring it up when it happens at the end but like there's this one where Moxley just creeps up behind kenny omega when he's getting ready yeah. to do his plancha it's a great visual and then he gives him a fucking uh death rider through a glass table yeah, yeah. <laughs> out yeah. of nowhere but um yeah it's it's a it's a wild episode they booked it well it got a great it's still the highest rated show they've ever had it's like a 1.68 million yeah
0: which that's like what raw is getting now you know yeah
1: it's 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 more than what raw gets now yeah. flow like if that was a regular rating for AEW, like that's when WWE would probably be... Pissing their pants, yeah. Legitimately scared. <laughs> in the yeah. But for now, it's just been kind of stable between them both. Um, but anyways, like, the only thing i say, Jordan, and it's very hypocritical because my fear about AEW now is the exact opposite of what my fear was when it started. My first fear was... Because their roster was really bare at the time. I mean, we literally just saw Brandon Cutler wrestle a match. Um, Yeah, like, like
0: serious Brandon Cutler. Not Young Bucks goof. Like, take me seriously, Brandon
1: Cutler. Is that the ECW security guy in the background?
0: Uh, I think I'm a few seconds behind you.
1: There's the the Lucha Brothers, and they have a security guy. It's either Big John or one of the security guys. But anyways, he's the one that used to open the velvet rope for a private party. But... (laughs) um, but anyways, um my fear has always been can they keep this going? Do they have enough? Right. Like can they do this every single week? Now my fear is they got way too much. Like they yeah. Rampage is not like the a great accessory for them, but they need to figure out a way to do either another show or maybe expand dynamite so they can fit the whole roster that they have.
0: Yeah, it's weird because I feel like it, <laughs> WWE did it When they scooped up like all the UK guys and stuff before before Dynamite went to air, like WWE made like a concerted effort. Let's sign as many indie people as we can, basically to to protect. Don't let them go there. Right. Then AEW didn't learn from WWE's mistake and signed up everybody they could, and now the Triple H regime is making the same mistake again. And it's like he's bringing back everybody. And it's like these companies. It's weird because. It's almost like a no-win situation. Either you sign everybody and a bunch of people don't get used, or you don't sign a bunch of people and risk them seeing big success somewhere else. It's it's a weird spot. Yeah, like,
1: yeah it would have to be a split-the-atom type of situation. Exactly. Like, yeah. Let me give you an example. What if Santana left and went right. to WWE? Ortiz stays. Well, by, by consequence, Ortiz gets a singles push. Right. And then Santana becomes bigger. In the process, like, when Christian went to TNA, I know a lot of people rolled their eyes at that. Christian Cage became a bigger star by going oh, there. 100%. And, and Edge was already on his way as a single star, but he was helped even more by the fact that they didn't have that crutch anymore to tag him with Christian anymore.
0: Yep. yep. It was like,
1: we gotta, You, it's sink or swim, you gotta make this work. So sometimes being able to just get, like... You know, I'd love to have all these guys, but maybe I could just get one of them and kind of ditch the uh, other two or three. Sometimes that actually helps you by being able to work with less instead of having way too many of these shiny new toys and not knowing what to play with. Right. You know, that's the that's the um that's the consequence. But for now, like watching this, I'm like, God, they did not have a big roster at all. Yeah. That's Speaking what i
0: of—not a big roster and shiny new toys. What were your thoughts on Rio uh, when AEW debuted? <laughs>
1: Because <laughs> that's someone I had
0: never of, seen before. Probably first you as well. All,
1: that is the tiniest woman I've ever seen in my life. She's probably less than 100 pounds. Yep, that was the first thing. And the AEW women's title looked like an LOL toy. It yes. is so small.
0: It was so dumb.
1: They redid it, right? Yes. Thank God, because yeah. that thing is. So, and for those who want to rewatch it, it, you know, on this on this YouTube channel, like it is the tiniest belt you've ever seen in your mm-hmm. life. <laughs> yeah, I
0: I honestly think that. It sounds. Hmm, how do I word this? I don't want to. I don't want to be a jerk, but I think Rio was pretty not great, and right from the start, it kind of sunk the women's division.
1: Well, she wasn't ready for that spot. The other exactly. too and like, she got Ryan. better
0: as time went on, but it was oh, kind of yeah. like a, she tripped out the gate and imagined. was trying to catch up, you know.
1: Yeah, I remember. I mean, I give her credit. She had that. We talked about Battle of the Belt. She had a match with Britt Baker where she separated her shoulder halfway through the match yep. and finished it. Yeah. Uh, she also had this unbelievable match against Jamie Hader on Dynamite that nobody saw, but when I saw it, I was like, "Damn!" Like either Jamie Hader's the best worker in the world, or Riho's a lot better than people give her credit. <laughs> right.
0: Yeah. Like I mean, no. there were some pretty bad spots in the early run where like. I think it was Statlander. She like got on her back and like did like a bicycle kick thing. It looks so bad, dude.
1: I know. Um, they they were. I think they were just trying new things. I remember in the early going. Then they have to have a meeting because there was too much interference going on in the tag matches, and it they there was like nobody was following tag rules, and the fans kind of sniffed it out. Yeah. So they had to go back to traditional tag stuff. And I do not
0: remember a Hebner being a referee in AEW. Earl
1: Hebner was there. Yeah. I. This is the amazing part. I was looking at the show. And these are the only people who were involved in this show that are not there anymore, okay? You ready? Yeah. It's not long. Cody and Brandy. Yeah. Chris Van Bleet, the aforementioned Chris Van Bleet, Yeah. Jack Evans. Earl Hetner. And that's it. Everybody else is still with the company so wow. far. Even the elite. It's weird, isn't it?
0: Yeah. You know – uh, is Hangman Page is standing there waiting for Pac to come out? This is a topic that I didn't kind of brief you on, but it's something that's like, you know, you just have, like, you ever just, you're driving in the car and you kind of have, like, conversations in your head about stuff? Or is that just
1: Oh, Pac? yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I have those all the time.
0: So, <laughs> no, I think. Note to self. You know, as Pac comes out, Pac was a day one AEW guy. But, of course, he was Neville in WWE. And so, right. the AEW haters are going to be like, oh, he's a WWE cast stuff, blah, blah, blah. So what makes somebody a WWE guy versus an AEW guy? Like, how do we define that? You know, like, I, when I watch Pac matches, I don't think of him as like, oh, he's a WWE guy. Right. Because he's AEW since day one. Like, you know what I mean?
1: So it, I, I feel like it depends upon the identity that you create for yourself wherever you went. That's exactly like, what I,
0: the the that that's exactly the determination I came to
1: like for example like if hangman page went to wwe of course people would say that's an AEW guy who jumped ship right. cody Rhodes is sort of that but I, and I know this is might be cheating because he, john moxley clearly made himself something before wwe as mm-hmm. an act and and outside of aw even now wrestling gcw matches and stuff like when I think of john I do not think of Dean Ambrose. Yeah. I think of John fucking Moxley. Right. And so when I, so when I associate him now, I associate him with, with his AEW run. Right. I don't I, – I'm going to be honest, Jordan. I barely remember Dean Ambrose. I
0: think we're on the same wavelength there in terms of, of how we define it is like – and I think Moxley has more to overcome because, like you said, we barely remember Dean Ambrose. But he was a big star, whereas Pac just had to overcome Neville you know
1: yeah. <laughs> like it's a and it's about the memories you create it's going to get more complicated because sure. we've had so much interchange like Keith Lee had some great WWE NXT moments yeah really great ones yeah but he's had some great moments in AEW too and then uh, I'll say I'll say this one I don't think of Isaiah Swerve Scott I think of Swerve Strickland like yep. that's that's who I think of. Yep,
0: and I think a guy like Andrade I still think of him like as a WWE guy. WWE he's never really guy. felt I mean, like an AEW guy.
1: He had one of the greatest matches ever against Johnny Gargano in NXT. Yep. That's what people remember him as, Andrade Cien Moss.
0: And then one last guy that I'll give you that I think is ultimately what I think any wrestler would hope to be, <laughs> it sounds funny, is, is Chris Jericho, because I think Jericho has transcended being a blank any guy. He's not an AEW guy. He's not a WWE guy. He's because, a Pantheon guy. Right, exactly, because... Yeah he's had super highlights in AEW. He's had super highlights in WWE. He was New Japan. New Japan, <laughs> ECW, WCW. Like I, I think you could argue that Jericho and WCW got as high up the ladder as he could have because WCW was just a, such a toxic political place. He was never going to be a world um, champion.
1: Also memorable vignettes/segments in all of those promotions. That's what I'm
0: saying. Like there's like if you're a Chris Jericho fan, if we put 10 Chris Jericho fans in the in the room together, our favorite moment of his might all be from different companies. Yeah, <laughs> you know what
1: but I mean? if you're fanboying, you're also can you can also bend the narrative. Like I can call Roosh an AEW guy, but if you're a Ring of Honor guy, that's where he came from. Right. You know. Well, I think for so, a like, long
0: time, independent fans like rejected that Brian Danielson was a WWE wrestler. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like, no, he's, he's one of our. One he's of one our, of our boys.
1: <laughs> yeah. Right. Because he he was he was one of the very few that was able to apply his craft. Right. In, as an in, in in terms of his style of wrestling yeah. and keep it relevant within the WWE system which is almost impossible. Yeah. Now he's in the AEW and he's having some really nice matches. I mean, I haven't I haven't seen a bad Brian Danielson match just yet yeah. uh, in the yeah, last I, agree. I I think he had didn't he have one against oh wait a minute. I think he had one against Hager, right or was it
0: <laughs> there's a WWE guy. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, you can you can throw him back. Um, it yeah. was Daddy Magic Matt Menard. It was like eight and a half minutes, and it was just blah. Yeah. But you know, oh by the way, you know this dynamite's important when green shirt guy is in the in the ringside. That's <laughs> when you know it's important. Yeah. Anybody who's watched any shows, they know green shirt guy.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's a gosh, what show was Brock Lesnar guy at? Not that long ago. Was he at the pay per view? Uh, the,
1: the that was probably the CM Punk one where he was with Larry. Yeah, the I Clown. think he
0: was at all out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Brock Lesnar guy. Ugh, man. Worst worst fan ever is probably Frank the Clown. That guy blocked me on Twitter. Screw you, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, he's the pro wrestling tease dude now, and he's dating Noel Foley, so he ain't yeah, upset that I don't like him.
1: With, uh, he's also best friends with CM Punk, so I think yeah. Tony Khan has blocked him as well. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, <laughs> Standing, shooting, did, star press. Uh, Hangman Page doesn't I, do that too often anymore. I
1: know we mock Tony a lot. Um in terms of his presentation, not necessarily his booking. I think he books shows well. I think all the shows have been good for the last couple of weeks. And, yeah. he, like, I thought the most recent Dynamite, the anniversary show, like, if I just looked down to, at the matches that they had really quick, MJF, Wheeler, Yuta, good. Good, yep. W- Low Brian Cage, shockingly good. Oh, gosh. Um,
0: it made me be like, okay, I changed my mind about Brian Cage. I actually put him back on TV, you know?
1: H- Hangman, Adam Page versus Roosh. Not great, but good. Yep. Did good job. And then the tag, and then the Jas versus Garcia and Danielson. Good. Like yeah. that's four good matches. Yep. That's four more than the other guys. We
0: had a women's but, match on there too. Like the, the it tag. Was a, yeah. It was that like, Willow. Was like a Willow got the pinfall tag. against somebody.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then they had Soraya get physical. Soraya I right. did it. That's so, right. She got physical because they tried to make a play on it, play on reality of how Doctor Britt Baker was taunting that Soraya was She's not cleared. Not cleared. Yeah. And then she gave a very lame chick kick to uh to Rebel.
0: So there's a there's oh. another example of what I'm talking about. She's gonna have to do a lot in AEW to kind of shed the WWE person image because she was a big deal page, Paige, you know. So yeah,
1: I mean, it's gonna take a while. Yeah, you know, but but like like you said, like it it's not always the body of work. Like if you look at the like because Vince McMahon he ran his wrestlers till they died, like. <laughs> If you look at Neville, I don't even want to think about how many net matches he put in when he was doing NXT and WWE. Probably a whole lot more and than twenty
0: four seven. Pack. Yeah, not twenty four seven. Two oh five live. Right. Yeah, like. So he
1: probably put in more matches. But if you remember, if you watch the pack matches in in AEW, they're far more memorable. Oh like, yeah, far more. Problem. Yeah. You know, I don't know if it's my favorite Dynamite match ever, but one of my favorites ever. It was actually not too long after this first episode. It was pack and Kenny O'Megan and thirty minute Iron Man yes. match. It, absolutely unreal yeah. so anyone who can track that down do so like
0: well it might be on Toonami France right on YouTube
1: but I mean he's been the performer of the I know we're talking about him a lot but past has been the performer of the last two weeks him and then also the brothers uh the brothers Fantasma or whatever you want to call them, <laughs> <laughs> Russian and Bandito yeah Bandito had a hell of a match against Chris Jericho, Chris Jericho
0: yeah somehow they like managed to fan. bleed even with a mask on
1: I think he busted. I think he accidentally busted his um nose on a punch. Yeah,
0: it was kind of cool looking though, to be honest. Like I do think though, they've kind of softened on the blood, haven't they?
1: Yes, I did not see anything intentional in terms of blades, right? Yeah. Um, except for um Moxley. Moxley had a little bit of a juicer going against Juice Robinson. Yeah, no pun intended. What do you think of that match? Um, it's okay. Yeah. Uh, I th- I like Juice's style. He's kind of like. He's kinda of like a rabid animal. Well, I think you like, and I
0: were texting and I said he is who Brian Pillman Jr. wishes he was. <laughs>
1: like, <laughs> yeah, he's a little wild. Yeah. You know, but I, I don't know if he'll be in for the long haul the same way that they're trying to do right now with yeah. Bandito and Roosh. Like yeah, I don't, the thing I don't that's kind it. of the thing that's kind of fascinating too about Ring of Honor is that even though they even though Tony Khan quote unquote bought Ring of Honor in March of this year, it actually went basically got announced that it was going under in November of last year. Yeah. So we're almost a year in. So yeah, they did demised. this weird thing where
0: they basically canceled all their shows but they didn't release anyone from their contracts. They
1: basically said And they had We're gonna keep battle. paying
0: everyone, you know
1: which yeah, was and pretty they had cool. a final battle show. Yeah, right.
0: they had final battle, but I mean it's kinda cool that they didn't basically fire everyone. They said, Hey we're gonna pay you what we owe you um
1: Right. And they wound up better than what Sinclair wanted to do. Um, That's such a weird. Silken.
0: Adam Page does a lot of moves on this first dynamite that he doesn't do anymore. Like he lifted Pac up in kind of a scoop slam, but then turned it into a vertical suplex. Sort of. Was...
1: Yeah, and he look he looks heftier. Yeah, like,
0: like he's definitely
1: leaned... he... <laughs> <laughs> he's definitely leaned down some. Mm-hmm. Um, spoiler or Pac wins this one, but um, <laughs> this was that the funny part is like I know we're getting off track, but did. Th- th- this was supposed to happen at double or nothing, but pack was the dragon gate champion and they didn't want him to drop. That's the right. Belt.
0: Yeah. They didn't want him so to they,
1: lose. So They didn't want him to lose on paper. So they, he had to back out of it and then they did, they, the makeup, they did this match on, um, on the first ever dynamite. Um, but yeah, man, he was a, he was a fixture on this. Yeah. Um, the, yeah, but like the thing is that, like they 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 just have a lot going on with that with these Ring of Honor guys, but the thing is like some of them are kind of forgotten and nobody remembers them. Like you know Cheeseburger and I'm just thinking some random Dalton Castle and the boys. Right. They somehow have titles that nobody knows about. I I um, think that
0: let me use Dalton Castle as an example, and he reminds me. I'll throw you a uh, throw you an older name. Not that old though. Adam Rose. Um, okay. Dalton Rose Castle buds. and the boys was a was a character that really worked in Ring of Honor. But Ring of Honor mostly had shows of like a thousand people or less. And it's kinda like remember how hot Adam Rose and was with his crew in NXT? What was that parade Correct. of people he had? Do you remember
1: that? That was where that was where the bunny came from. Yeah,
0: like and in NXT that was kind of a hot little act, you know, because he had like twenty people ringside with him in a in an arena of two hundred people. But then when he got put on the main roster it just looked really lame, and I feel like Dalton Castle and the boys is not like a major TV gimmick. Is I guess what let I'm me getting
1: ask, to. Let me ask you a question: How many of the Rosebuds became AEW and WWE main eventers in 2022? <laughs>
0: right. So, like Braun Strowman, all of them. Is the First one, right? You
1: know, Sami Sane was the bunny at least once, <laughs> right? It had to be. Yeah, uh,
0: and then Adam Rose himself was wound up being nothing.
1: <laughs> I mean, yeah, he he flamed out big time. Yeah. But yeah, it's 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 crazy. Like some acts just don't work. I will say the ones that do work: um, Brody King, yep, uh, Rouge Bandito, um, and Orange I mean, Cassidy.
0: Heck, from the beginning, like that's a yeah. that's a gimmick that people would say, "Oh, that's an indie gimmick that's never going to work on a big scale." And Orange Cassidy, to this day, is still one of the most popular wrestlers in the company.
1: Yeah, and I'll give you one more ROH guy that I think's going to make it: Josh Woods. I think Josh Woods mm. has a future. Okay, you know. Like yeah, like they're they're going they're going places with some of the roster. They're kind of mixing and matching with everybody. Um, I feel like those show on top of those matches that we said were good on the anniversary show, the National Scissorsing Day segment <laughs> was really really good. Yeah, like I thought it was very funny.
0: Yeah, and dude, it was such a testament to how not just how popular this act is that they claimed, but how good they actually are. Because I I listened to um. The post wrestling review of of Dynamite every week And Raw as well. That's kind of how I keep up with WWE.
2: Mm-hmm. And
0: they they made a great point. Like this is that was the type of segment that could have really bombed. You know what I mean? Yes. Like a, like a State of the Union type address. Well, like- let
1: me say this. I did think the segment went a tad long. Like, there were some moments where I felt like Bowens and Cass were kind of stretching for time.
0: Okay, okay that's but fair. But the
1: crowd was feeling it. Like, right. they never lost interest. Right. And that's why it worked, because, and nobody noticed it. Because no matter what they said, they had them out eating out of the palm of their hand. Like, so...
0: How funny is it that... Really great stuff. Yeah, how funny is it that Billy Gunn is at the center... I, actually, I love Swerve's line about, you know... Great! A whole new generation of middle schoolers are gonna get suspended because they're gonna repeat what they hear you say.
1: Did you ever get suspended for doing anything in the late nineties?
0: <laughs> no. Uh, suck it! Didn't come till I was a senior in high school. So <laughs> <laughs> by the time I started saying it, I was I was free as a bird, buddy.
1: <laughs> I don't know how scissorsing can get you in trouble in high school. That's kind of weird.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe if you say to your principal, "Scissor me, daddy ass," or something like that. <laughs>
1: Um, I did like the joke that Corey Graves dropped in the DX thing where he said I, I heard Billy is doing something with office supplies. <laughs> got me laughing. That's I, I, pretty I, I good. That's Corey
0: pretty good. For that one. Yeah, because they had oh, DX but, on uh, Raw, huh?
1: They did and no daddy no, daddy ass. Mm. Um, It's funny, it's like daddy ass is like too big for DX.
0: <laughs> yeah. right. That's what I was going to say. Like, how is this dude stumbled into like two, I don't want to say the acclaim is like a cultural group, but like DX was like such a, Cool, like hip thing, and the acclaim just comes off so cool. And Billy Gunn's a part of both of them. How? How did this guy do know. this?
1: No, well, I mean he was smart to dump the guns. Yeah. I'll just say that. Yeah, hey. <laughs> he saw that train. He saw that. He saw that sister train ride, and he's like, "I'm jumping on board." He
0: calls Tony privately. Hey, I think my kids want to go to the WWE. Let him go.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: no, I'll stay. I'll stay, Tony.
1: <laughs> but um, he actually he's getting a match. He's gonna wrestle. Yeah, get the Toronto show. Yep. Yeah, and also swerve, great heel stuff yes. here. Like he wasn't weaning, he wasn't like, oh, I'm uh, I'm trying to get the crowd on my side. He was a straight up bad guy. Yeah, uh, when he interrupted the scissorsing day segment, it was really good. And he had the fun like, little crazy. line, which
0: he's used this line before. He said he says the rock beats paper, but he had an actual rock. <laughs> and then even to this, is probably where the segment went a little long for you. Then Mark Sterling even comes out, and I thought it was funny. He comes out with his with his like case file paper. and he says yeah. paper beats
1: rock and puts it over it's and then, he, d- then he goes in the ring and he says the only way to solve this is if you scissors me it's like what yeah.
0: <laughs> I don't think he's a very good lawyer Andrew I just no, no.
1: But like that he's trying to get that uh what, what's that thing he's trying to get signed for the um for swerve to be taken oh away yeah he me, only
0: needed but... one more signature he still hasn't gotten any yes. <laughs> yeah. you would think Bowens, um, are, <laughs> Bowens would sign it by now
1: Yeah, like he's he's everybody's left him. I don't know anybody who's even representing him.
0: Like,
1: I think he was trying to help out MJF, but MJF's got his own little um, yeah the legal entanglements going on. He's got the firm who somehow cost John Moxley the GCW title. What?
0: Yeah. So I mean, that's That's one I don't watch every GCW show, but I knew that Moxley was going to lose that because it was Nick Gage's career was on the line. That and Nick a five year extension. But also the stipulation was Nick Gage would retire if he loses. So.
1: Oh, I didn't know that.
0: Yeah. So I, I didn't think Moxie was going to retire Nick Gage, so.
1: No, I think Nick Gage is going to retire himself.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he'll be arrested.
1: <laughs> Either that or the federal, the federal
0: page. Yeah, he'll be legitimately, <laughs> he'll be legitimately wrestling in a fight pit at one point. <laughs>
1: but, um, yeah, like the, I, I do like the firm, the idea of the firm and the, the, the fact that there's like, um. They're like the fly in the ointment for Moxley mm-hmm. now, but they're yeah. also paid for higher stable. Um, they didn't really use them that much in the most recent Dynamite. But yeah. Um, but yeah, that was a really good surprise on GCW. Also, baby face Dr. Britt Baker, you don't see this anymore.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. right. Uh, by the way, first Dynamite ever, Pock vs. Hangman was a banger.
1: Like, yeah, it's a really nice one. And here, Here's your next favorite match. It's going to be Rio versus Nyla Rose. Yeah.
0: Which Nyla has been hinting at that babyface turn that I've been begging for. Because um, Has she had the match already with Jade? Or am I,
1: Which I, one's that?
0: Nyla versus Jade. Has that match already happened?
1: That has not happened yet.
0: Yeah, but that's coming. So listen, yes. I don't expect Nyla to be the one to top her. But if it means Nyla becomes a babyface, I'm all for it.
1: It seemed like she was kind of going faceless. I did like that dig she got on Layla Gray. You like, your eyebrow look ashy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that got that got a good laugh out of me. But yeah, clearly like she's gonna be like a foil for Jade, and Jade's not like blowing her off. So, you know, it, it they're gonna they're gonna probably have a match where it's taken seriously. I wish that was Battle of the Belts.
0: Yeah, why not?
1: It's Santa, Jade versus a uh, Willow. Like, that would have been actually a little yeah. bit nicer.
0: I think I think you could have built Willow up a little bit more because the f- crowd actually really likes Willow. Like, the crowd gets behind her. And that's, let's talk about the women for a minute since, you know, we have the women's match with the uh, WWE uh, Jax action figure title belt for the ladies.
1: <laughs> <laughs> this is terrible. But, but I will say, I, I can see the crowd in the back. That's a big-ass crowd. Yeah, that they got I
0: will show, say, man. with the women's division, they've got this interesting thing where they've got a couple women that the crowd are naturally getting behind that they haven't pulled the trigger on. That's Jamie Hader, obviously. And I do think Willow is one that kinda of has this natural growth in terms of crowd support. Every time Willow's out there, she wins the crowd over. And I think those two
1: She also has that Motown music that's yep. like impossible to not dance to Yeah,
0: and yeah. I mean and the crowd dude, they I don't know if Tony's being stubborn or if he's being patient. But Jamie Hayter, the crowd is ready for. The crowd is ready for them to get behind Jamie Hayter. Um,
1: I, I think what you had said on the previous episode was right. I think they had an idea in mind, and then at the last second they got Soraya. Yeah. And they were like, all right, got to pivot and make Soraya the top baby face. I will say, we I don't think we talked about this one because it happened on the Dynamite that aired after we recorded the last show. That promo by Saray was kind of messy.
0: Oh, ooh, kind of is being a generous... It
1: got it got a million, <laughs> million views on YouTube. I Calling mean, it, it kind of kinda kinda
0: messy is very generous of you, Andrew.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, what did you not like about it? Uh,
0: you know, it wasn't like one specific thing I could point to, but it just felt like... It actually felt like the nerves got the best of her. Like, she would repeat the same phrase a couple times. Um, you know, it just felt like... It felt kind of like a, hey, the women's division matters now. And don't tell us that it matters. Make it matter. You know what I mean? Right. Like, don't tell us, hey, this matters now if you're going to book it the same way you always have.
1: Yeah, like she's bringing about change in the women's division. It's like. Well, did the women's division need change? Right. Like, like that's almost it, it like self owning, hey,
0: this it, has sucked, you know?
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like it probably did need change, but she didn't have to say it. Right. You know? <laughs> like, exactly. But
0: like, or but, you could present it in a way like, okay, Britt Baker, your time is up and change is coming. This is not your division anymore. You could say something like that without basically saying, This division sucks everybody you know, <laughs>
1: like Look at this tiny ass cowboy belt of a women's championship. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Did Dyla Rose really have to wear that on her waist? Good lord. I, did it fit?
0: Because <laughs> she
1: won it. She won it off of Rio. Then she dropped it there. in Kawashita.
0: Yep, yep. Um, so and here's a question, Bakers,
1: though. They, Baker's on commentary thinking, God, how am I going to get in this match? I know. I'm going to turn heel and say curse words all the time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, so with Jamie Hader, though, do you think, we've talked about this sparingly, you know jade cargill who beats jade and i've i've always said chris statlander was my pick but what about jamie hater do you think mm. that would be a good good booking decision
1: it wouldn't be it wouldn't be a bad choice yeah. i don't think Ni- I, as much as we like nyla rose and we're glad oh gonna, yeah i
0: don't think nyla's the person. i don't
1: think Nyla's gonna do it yeah i think the hmm maybe thunder rosa if she comes back yeah I do, think, I do think I do think
0: something one. needs to happen with Jade though. The bloom is kind of off the rose there in the sense she's never been a real good worker. She's very very green,
1: but she's, no. You uh, have to protect her. You have to give her yeah, shorter back. She did have
0: an aura for a while, and I feel like that's kind of faded because she just. It's like when Goldberg just fought losers. Like eventually, you got to have somebody on the pay per view. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, and I think they're gonna try to like move advance her that way. Yeah. Also, Stokely Hathaway is no longer involved with her. Right, kayfabe. So right. they don't have, it's not like Stokely is that, that was that vital to the baddies. It's just that, it's just one piece that you don't have anymore. So right. now you just have Kira Hogan and Lily Gray sitting there in the background trying to look like uh, sly all the time. It's like, it doesn't work as well. I do think Jade's promo work is great.
0: Look, yes. Yeah. She's, she's got, got, that got stuff it. down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then like when she rain- hits her finisher, the way she pins people always i think that's a really cool little thing she always gets right like very arrogant pin you know so the day that somebody kicks out of that move out of jaded it's going to be a big deal
1: right but who that person is i don't know like i I mean some people would like to say saraya you know eventually but you
0: could even have you could build up two people with jade because you could have somebody be the one to beat her and you can have somebody be the one that kicks out of jaded you know what i mean like that could be two separate people really
1: Right, because they they have two belts, so they they right. don't have this like incentive to try to keep like have everybody in the same division feuding with one another. So you don't have a Britt Baker Jade feud. You don't have a Jamie Hader Jade feud, like you said. So eventually, you can go back to that.
0: <laughs> I don't know if we're on the same spot, but I just thought that they were Rio double stumps uh nyla, and nyla just stands
1: i saw it i saw it gosh she, dude she, she, she deadlifted him off of her back and she just slipped like off of yep. a stool or something yeah um yeah i do remember this match going way way too long because yeah. i saw I, I watched it back before we did the recording and it, this match went really really long. so i'm reminded
0: of some of my problems with rio and part of it is that she does a lot of striking and none of it's believable because she weighs, like like you said, like 80 pounds. She looks
1: like a teddy bear. Right.
0: So, like, like, why being, are you doing strikes? It's like being
1: attacked by Ted. Right. <laughs> I think um, Ted the other was thing I, a little bulkier. The other thing that's specific to this video that did make me laugh is that this was the only title change because it was an inaugural right. title win. When Rio wins it, the French announcers go, wee, 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 Bonjour, bonjour, la
0: beau. That's my favorite. I don't think
1: I don't think it was I don't think it was, um, think it was um, who was it Ray Rougeau? No, I don't think it was Ray Rougeau doing it. But um, no. <laughs> <laughs> um but no, like I I thought I thought the last two shows have been pretty enjoyable. I don't think they feel I don't think they felt like they had this incentive to try to match up with anything right from the competition lately. Even though there was a pay per view on their end, and also, i I gotta say. Bound for Glory had a (laughs) show.
0: I was thinking about that about 20 minutes ago. I'm like, should I bring up Bound for Glory as you were talking about something?
1: (laughs) Like, I think the main event was Josh Alexander versus Eddie Edwards? Yeah. Okay. You know, so, like, I I mean, I'm not trying to besmirch them. It's just so forgettable. Frankie Kazarian is the X Division champ. I saw
0: that. That's uh, a choice.
1: (laughs) I think he's still employed by AEW, is he? I, I really don't know.
0: I would think so. I mean... Like
1: this is the, this is the point we're at with AEW. We don't we literally don't know who works there anymore. <laughs> right.
0: Like at least AEW doesn't tweet that anyone. Uh, they don't wish anyone well in their They're future endeavors. Out. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: That's how they should do. They Frankie Kazarian. It's all out. <laughs> That's how they release people. <laughs>
1: No, that, the way that Tony should do it is, the, I mean, the way that he did the big swell was low. But if he just did it to everybody else to try to make it fair,
0: <laughs> right?
1: I, I I let Andrade go because his wrestling—I wasn't impressed with his wrestling or something like that.
0: <laughs> so here's something we can mention. Um, sorry, we're pinballing a lot tonight. folks, By the way, we thanks for sticking with us. But this is kind of a—we're watching wrestling and trash, and that's kind of the vibe of this episode. Um, Right, where flies on the wall. In the Dynamite-Wheeler-Uda-MJF match, which was a great match, (laughs) and I I came to learn that these guys have probably wrestled each other a million times in the indies. Um, So it's probably the match they've done a whole lot. But at the end, uh, Stokely comes out with the ring, and MJF kind of like teased a babyface turn. Did you catch that? I did.
1: Not only that, he won the match fair and square. Yeah, which Which I'm okay with. I I guess I'm okay with that. (laughs)
0: Yeah, it's not MJF late. But like, then he kind of teased Ascension already with Stokely. Dude, I think the babyface turn is the wrong call.
1: Yeah, I I wonder if it's just to legitimize him as like, yes, MJF's a big deal. MJF can win the title without help.
0: Right. Right, like
1: against against a Wheeler Yuta type. Because you know, I mean, the story, like, Yuta, yeah, wrestler, the story that we yeah, the
0: story we've all been expecting for like six months at this point is MJF wins the title, and he threatens to leave the company with the belt just like CM Punk did, and if he's a babyface, that doesn't really work. <laughs> so no.
1: Because uh, all the fans are gonna be like, "Yeah, we're leaving with you." Yeah, right. Like I, <laughs> you've kind of defeated the
0: purpose. I just thought that l- you really know, stuck out in a weird way. Like, why would you even tease that? I don't. I don't know.
1: Have Have you ever noticed that referee Paul Turner looks like Sean Payton?
0: Yes, absolutely, <laughs> he does. Uh, do you think Sean Payton will get? It? Do you think the Carolina Panthers will reach out to Sean Payton to become if an? Sean
1: Payton. If Sean Payton goes to the NFC South and it's not with the Saints, I will no longer watch NFL football. <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say about that.
0: Uh, uh, but speaking can you, of you believe
1: the, uh, a col- can you believe a college coach did not work out again? Yeah, no,
0: stunning. Really? Stunning. Speaking <laughs> of the New Orleans Saints, uh in one of my fantasy leagues I played against Taysom Hill this week, so I hate that loser. Gotta have sucks. mercy on your soul. <laughs> yeah, gosh, man. Uh, what did he have? Well, if you, two if, if two if you rushing pick, touchdowns and a passing touchdown, right? If
1: you picked the teachers' defense against the Lions' offense, you did well.
0: Yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs> and the Cowboys' defense against the Rams, believe it or not, did really good, too.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, Nyla diving onto a pile of chairs like a madman. So woman. a couple
1: of random things. I did notice... Have you noticed the word shit is like bleep now?
0: Yeah, and it's a weird kind of bleep. Like Thanks, a- it's very noticeable. Fucking Mark. Yeah. It's a <laughs> it's very <called> noticeable bleep.
1: Yeah, like let me say this. I, I just got YouTube TV. Oh, cool. They clearly have delay where they they hear even an inkling of the word shit. They're gonna yep. bleep it. Yep. You know. Yep. And so maybe it's just my feed. I don't know. Maybe maybe fight TV on the the European it's side probably just get... air
0: on like a one minute tape delay or something. You know.
1: Right. But clearly, like I do think that did show credence, Jordan, of the story that we had heard that the 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 Turner or the Discovery reps had basically said, cut it out with the curse. Well, you know, the you thing know?
0: is, too, you can still have your wrestler say it, and it gets bleeped out, and it's still makes them seem yes. cool like do you know what i mean like it makes the wrestler seem cool it might make the company not seem cool but like it doesn't take away any of like john moxley's like cool factor if he's just getting bleeped out in a way it might make him seem edgier like that everything right. the guy says has to be censored
1: oh you talk about rio having bad spots she just tried to do a backdrop and missed it yeah <laughs> <laughs> but yeah like the the thing with um the cursing it's like you don't have to curse but and it's not like it's taking edge away from AEW i'm actually kind of fine with the fact that like you had mentioned no like um no blade spots really like i'm kind of fine with it like if you just can tell a good wrestling story that's enough yeah. you don't have to have like all the bells and whistles attached to it there is one thing cuz i don't think we've even touched on the punk elite stuff i do want to say this part I do think we're getting to the phase of this where we just need to get it over with and get it resolved. You know, yeah. maybe I'm being impatient because these legal issues, when they get like, I don't know who brought up the lawsuit because Tony Khan dodged like like in dodgeball when Ariel Wani asked him the questions, and I I totally understand why. Like, you don't, you can't when there's like when there's legal issues coming up, you you know, you you don't want to yeah, you can't say anything
0: that could screw right, you over.
1: but. You can't hang that over their head forever. Like, there's got to be a point where it's like, all right, let's buy out your contract, punk. Kenny and, Kenny and uh, Bucks, your your suspension is, is done. Um, like, can we just get to a point where we just get to a resolution on this instead of leaving the fans hanging and keeping them in the dark?
0: Right. Well, and uh, I'll, I'll bring up an account that I hyped last week or our last episode, Trevor Dame on Twitter. Great okay. follow for somebody who like me like I don't have the dirt sheets, but they, I don't I think the guy's a total insomniac by the way. like he's always <laughs> tweeting. but he had a really good point where it's almost like there's a couple different groups of fans now. there's people who follow aw and what they do on TV and then there's people who just really follow the all the backstage stuff, you know what I mean? It's like mm-hmm. its own subset of 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 fandom. Yeah, and, the,
1: the fightful people. Like the people who right. just like to read what's going on.
0: And that stuff kind of hangs like a dark cloud over what's been a really good stretch of TV. You know, like yeah. I think since and the even Andrade, be-
1: And the Andrade fight is a wart it is a war. Sure. And I'm pretty sure there are other situations where there isn't harmony and there isn't like a this galvanizing like image of like everybody is together and everybody is working as a team. Maybe there are like some people who aren't seeing eye to eye still and they're just not talking about it because we just had this huge blow up between CM Punk and the Young Bucks. They don't want to make a bad situation worse. Andrade clearly didn't have a problem with that. Right. <laughs> but, probably because he wants out i mean let's be real i think andrade just wants out but it's uh, funny Uh, go ahead oh yeah but but the only thing i was just trying to say is that like i know it creates i know you can create intrigue by talking about the backstage stuff and feeding and like kind of like precipitously getting the information out there but i do feel like there is a point where it's like okay we need to figure out what we really have here because you're not this isn't an angle you need to stop treating it like this. It's this top secret thing because you just did this with MJF, and it worked like a charm. You can't do it again. Why don't we just get to the reality of it and and just kind of open the books and say, okay, CM Punk is suspended. He yeah. won't even say it. Yeah. It's like, why can't you just say he's suspended?
0: Right. I mean, obviously you stripped him of the title. Same with the the elite. You know, um, but you never said why. <laughs> like, so it's right. like. Like, hey, something I mean, happened, but we're not going to talk maybe about it.
1: I being a rampant speculator, but I just feel like – I just feel like – I do think that the fans are owed at least an explanation.
0: That's it. Yeah, I get it. That's I, all. I get it. Yeah. I, but, I do think but, it's funny. Tony doesn't agree. One thing I think is funny is the, the uh, AEW haters out there that love to bash Tony Khan, like, Tony Khan can't run a locker room. These guys are fighting each other. I'm like, are you guys aware of, like, the WWE and, like, its history? Like – the amount of fights and backstage pull aparts that have happened. The, the, this is professional wrestling. Like Raymond Rougeau knocked out Dynamite Kid's teeth with a sock full of quarters. Do you remember you know, when
1: a Bret Hart, S- Hart and Mara got into a like a knockdown drag out with Simon Gotch? Right.
0: Bret Hart <laughs> punched Vince in the face in 1997. Like this is not a Tony Khan I- exclusive issue. Like. Vince has, quote, lost his locker room before two. Shawn Michaels is a bigger cancer than anyone AEW has ever seen, and Vince just kept pushing the guy. So... Uh, by the way, I do not remember Michael Nakazawa be- announced anything. Is, no, since... and thank
1: thank God Nyla Rose came in and just beat the piss out of yeah, him. Yeah, that is
0: such but... a blind spot to me. I do not remember where's that the, at all. Where's the
1: baby oil? But, yeah, um... I remember
0: baby oil Nakazawa. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't yeah, know him. I I
1: think he had baby oil on him when Nyla Rose tried this powerbomb because yeah. he just slipped out. Gosh, <laughs> it was bad. It was rough. Yeah. <laughs> um... By the way, this is the same arena where the where the wizards play. It's a nice arena. I mm. um, I do miss that multicolored scheme that they had in the background on the um, on the on the screens. Like in the trons
0: and stuff. Yeah, yeah,
1: I, I kind of like it. You know, I understand. And this is Kenny Omega's first appearance ever on Dynamite. Yep. If you could coming to it. save his girl. Yeah. And breaking up a women's tag a women's <laughs> match. You know, it's, I, I mean, I, I love Kenny Omega, but that's not the way you introduce him to fans. Right, um you need to give a big anita well, it's kind of a
0: situation that a w has been criticized for a lot is that, and I don't know if it's a fair criticism or not i I think I understand both perspectives that AEW expects their viewers to know everything that's happening like they kind of expect you to know the Twitter feuds they expect you know what I mean like so that it's yeah. like they expected you to know who Kenny Omega was if you're watching the show, and it's kind of like. Like at the beginning of the episode where they had the the Cody sit down and the Sammy Guevara one, they should they should have done that. Actually, they should still be doing
1: that for guys. Like, that but you know really where? Cool but thing. you know where that can backfire on you. Like what we just talked about with all the backstage drama. Right. Well, guess what? If you if you have if you expect these people the fans to be super hyper smartened up right what's gonna happen when rumors then they're gonna know who got
0: punched yeah
1: they're gonna know who got punched they're gonna be booing sammy gavar by the end of the night which is what they were doing right i mean you know like a meme goes fast you know so and you know there's there's just a point where it's like you know do you just embrace the internet culture completely i think i think even triple h is dipping into that a little bit where it's like you know what let's just give the fans what they want right you know now, I don't know if they want to call Anderson Luke Gallus, but that that's debatable. That's <laughs> <Yes, laughs> true, very true. But you know. That
0: was a let's give AJ what he wants.
1: <laughs> I think Tony is in a situation where he he can't give them what he wants because there are guys that are literally not available to well, him. Well, I think
0: he's bound legally to not be able to do something. And so
1: right he's now. just giving them the best show he possibly can with the roster that he has on hand. And guess what? The AEW roster is so good that here's my one problem with the way Tony approaches AEW. He, I saw this in the interview with Ariel. He almost approaches everything in this Machiavellian way of like, well, it was it ended with a great match and it ended with a great segment that got a big rating and a big (laughs) game. It's not always. Here's the thing: they have so much talent; they could do so many good matches just pulling it out of their ass. It's not always about just having great matches. Was, you there know, a guy holding,
0: you, was there a guy holding a sign that said the enema?
1: <laughs> no, but I see Orange Cassidy fan, and he showed up on the anniversary show, and he was, like, way older than he like. I think he actually looked like Orange Cassidy. Yeah, but,
0: he um... did. <laughs> he kind of had a little stubble. Stuff.
1: <laughs> um, but... Like no, my point is like their talent is so good that they could have they could have great shows and like not get along at all. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, Andrade and Sammy and Darby Allen had a three way. It was a great match. You know, yeah. I'm sure they didn't even talk to each other before the match started. You know,
0: right. I I also heard this. Uh, I'm trying to think of who this is. Not my take. I'm trying to think of where I read this, but I think it's interesting that somebody said they were refreshed to hear about, like, backstage drama and fights and stuff because it shows that every spot in AEW is up for grabs, whereas with WWE, that isn't the case. You know, like, Roman Reigns has his spot forever. No one's taking it from him. Uh, Seth Rollins has his spot forever. No one's taking him from him. And I guess you can make make a case that that's good and that's bad. This person, I cannot remember who it was for the life of me, was basically saying that, you know... To hear about backstage fights and pull-aparts is, in a way, good because it shows that people are competing for spots and competing for TV. It's a dog eat dog atmosphere.
1: Yeah, and right. like that
0: just leads to the best creative and the best workers, right? I don't know that I agree with that, but I think it's an interesting perspective. I don't agree with it fully. All- I think there's some – that I, I could come to some agreement with that, but not a full agreement because just to have chaos and be like, okay, whoever – Whoever doesn't get knocked out backstage wins the main event. Right. dynamite.
1: Device. it's like um, it's like like let me give you an example. So, when you cook popcorn in the microwave, there's a there's there's a stretch there where you don't hear the popping anymore. Yep. And if you don't pull it out, literally the moment that it stops popping, yep, you're gonna have black kernels. Yeah, like it, you're gonna have shitty tasting popcorn. Yep. There's a toxicity there where when they start fighting and you can't like. You can't bottle the energy into something better or more positive by being competitive and wanting to do something, wanting like the talent wanting to do better things. And that's why they're being combative and confrontational. If that just re- devolves into just fighting and bullshit, then you've lost it. Yeah. You've lost them. So like, I don't
0: think they're, they're in that they're, spot. Just, you know, like I think it's know, still the punk,
1: the punk one did. The punk one. Sure, definitely.
0: sure, yeah. I'm that's just saying, in terms of picturing the whole locker room, like, if you and I got backstage passes to Dynamite, we'd have to, like, wear Kevlar vests. I don't think it's like that. You know, It's not no. this wasteland. Uh, no, I think, no, I for think, the most part, I, like I think a lot of guys are just sitting around playing video games, you know?
1: Right, but, and the, I think the punk thing had to do with the fact that punk was trying to get, like, a him-versus-me scenario going. Yeah. It, and, and, it backstage. And that's, whole, that's a totally different scenario. That's yeah. toxic. Yep, I agree. I agree with that.
0: Um, yeah, man, just watching this makes me want to see the young bucks and Kenny back again. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm fine. If we don't see punk anymore, if they, if they sold it all and he comes back, I'm cool with that. But if what we got from punk is the last we see of him, I'm also okay with that because I think what we were seeing with him was diminishing returns in terms of in ring because the guy was getting hurt a lot. Like his age, he's, he's not young, you know? No. Um, and he I mean, was, he,
1: His. I will say this. Like, let me. I don't think we. I don't think I asked you this question, but it's a good question. Does all of the fallout from All Out, did any of it stain your enjoyment of Punk's return, Punk's segments with MJF, Punk's really like really great moments in AEW? Did that like put a hamper on any of? No, it? No, not
0: really. Um, maybe. Okay. Maybe, maybe the fact that he beat Paige for the title, because, <laughs> like, I, the one thought I really have about this whole Punk thing is that people are like, well, Hangman Page started it, like, yeah, but Punk intentionally would bury Page when he wasn't there, like, and I just always thought that was a little, like, cowardly, if anything.
1: Yeah, you know? that was that was that was not a cool move like yeah. when, now some people would say yeah well he started and that's what a lot of this argument internally is about like who right. started the fight who started the friction right. it's like yeah but you threw the first punch jerk off right like, you're, exactly. you deserve to be punished I'm right. sorry right now we don't know about Sammy and Andrade so TMZ well, got the, the the
0: the big the most detailed reports basically say that Sammy did not th- did not throw a punch. Like
1: so, yeah. But now TMZ got their hands on it first. But there's a lot of rumors that Andrade scooped TMZ the moment it happened.
0: Hey, speaking of uh, throwing the first punch, how about uh, Draymond Green and Jordan Poole? <laughs> Good lord,
1: <man. laughs> Michigan versus Michigan State. Yeah, uh, but
0: uh, <laughs> that was uh, a that was a that was Jackson. a punch. <laughs>
1: uh, <laughs> but. It, that was a very nasty punch. The on, uh, and the only thing I'll say is that Jordan Pool, he took it on the chin, but at least he should have brought his hands up. Yeah, you know, at least get your hands up if you if you're gonna push. it. <laughs> the best you know? part
0: about the whole story is I was reading like a detail of like what led to it and like the stuff Pool was saying, and he was <laughs> saying to Draymond, "Hey, to the ladies, like when you get those triple singles <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> instead <of> triple doubles." <laughs> That was the, that was yeah. Now the story, There's that in, there's that incredible image of Mossy yeah, looking Omega Omega's so great, um, but um, th- like the the only thing about uh Omega that uh, Omega the um Draymond and uh Pool that was interesting is that Pool supposedly made a comment about the fact that they are both going to be like up for contracts. Yeah, he said year. something
0: about playing for the Kings next year. You know
1: what it's about. Something about you know what it's about. Yeah, and uh and. Draymond, he said... Here's the thing. I, I do like this idea. This idea of, like... It's like if CM Punk got into this fight and he announced, I'm going to go away for a while, guys. I'm like, yeah, because you're suspended, you asshole. That's <laughs> right. why you're going away. Right. Like, I think what's going on is that... And, you know, this is where toxicity can really be bad, is that you, it's good to be highly competitive and want to push each other, but when it gets to a point where you're literally, like, punching your teammates... Right. like
0: and it affects... The people you're working with, not just you have to apologize.
1: First of all, here's another part of it: uh, dealing with the punk stuff. You got to apologize. Right. Like you have to be the bigger man. You're not the bigger man. You're going to be out. Yep. I mean, that's just, that's going to be Dr- I mean, Draymond Green's ultimate fate. Like, if you decide to double down on this and say that you know, pool doesn't deserve the money. Well, guess what? Jordan Pool's ten years younger than you. He's nope. going to get the contract.
0: Yep. And you've so, got I- got them their rings. Yep. Yeah. But you're Draymond. You're not Steph. You're not Clay. Like
1: you don't average, you don't average eighteen points a game. Right. I do sorry, think I'm that. Sorry. I do
0: think that you can make a strong case that without Draymond, they don't win those titles. But you, right. you can make there's an absolute case that without Steph, without Clay, they don't win the titles. You know. Yeah, so. but,
1: and and you know, t- kind of the link to link this up with AEW, like there's. There is a situation where, you know, things get really, really sour, and you just have to work with what you have. You know, AEW's first episode that we're watching is the same vibe. Like, you just work with what you got. Um, The thing about AEW is that they got so much still in the tank. Like, they they literally just had a show where two of their top matches were guys who weren't even under contract. Juice Robinson and Bandito. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they've got a whole lot that they could do. I mean, they're... Oh, here's that brutal glass spot. Jesus Christ! Yeah,
0: it's so weird too. Like, why is that thing set up there? Like, like it's can you imagine
1: sitting in the luxury suite and you're like, "Hey guys, we're about to do a spot in the stable. You might want to get out." Of the way. <laughs> right. <laughs>
0: right. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, that's such a weird spot for that because it's like not even really a suite because they just walked down the aisleway and that the furniture was there. It's a weird. I don't yeah.
1: know. Um, another another crazy thing too or a weird fact this was also a match that was supposed to happen earlier on it didn't happen because moxie got a staph infection in his elbow
0: mm, okay
1: and it was supposed to happen at all out before the dynamite premiere and it didn't happen so they did it at full gear and it was some crazy match where they like had barbed wire all over the place
0: can i tell you what the most refreshing thing about watching this first dynamite has been what's uh, that no keep keep with us while we continue picture in picture like
1: everything is picture in picture.
0: Oh my gosh, there's I everything there, is it feels picture. like sometimes Andrew there are matches that are more of the matches in picture in picture than on full screen. Like it's it's so excessive like just go to commercial at this point. Just cut to a commercial.
1: Yeah, like like Wardlow and Brian Cage did not have to have picture in picture. No,
0: man. And if anything, no, let, like you, let the
1: hoss is hoss.
0: Right. By the way, Wardlow hitting a freaking whisper in the wind. What the heck? <laughs> Jeez. Dude. I saw
1: that and blew my. I, you know, Brian Cage like that was his chance. Oh, he like, held
0: up, he man. It. He, like that was a great. It was a great match for Wardlow, by the way. Great match for Wardlow because he's needed a little little uh, juice, and uh, you know. Cage made him look like a million bucks. How many power bombs did he get with four?
1: Uh, yeah, four. Yeah, four yeah, no, that last one he you look you saw he was losing steam. Yeah, so <laughs> I'm glad other, he stopped things, at four. <laughs> the other things we already talked about: Pac doing the uh, brainbuster through the table. You talked about the whisper in the wind. Tony Storm did gave Serena Deeb an avalanche pile driver from the top turnbuckle. Yes. Bandito gave Chris Jericho the longest vertical suplex I've ever seen, mm-hmm. and. I don't know if you saw this one. This was very The Cesaro
0: random. or Claudio thing?
1: No, this was actually a women's tag match. Mm. Penelope Port did a spider crawl and turned it into a cutter. Yeah, insane. Nightingale. Insane. Very, very cool.
0: Uh, the Claudio stuff I was mentioning was um, he had – I can't remember which member of private party it was. He had one up on his shoulders, and he gave the other one the giant swing while holding the other in a fireman's carry.
1: <laughs> Rip your ACL. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I don't know how right. – like, didn't didn't um didn't Rick Boogs try to do that and he tore his uh, Achilles?
0: Yeah, like two minutes into his match at WrestleMania, the poor pick dude.
1: He to up and he tore his Achilles. So you got to, yeah. I mean, I almost called him Cesaro. I say, yeah, that's
0: uh, one. That's one that I slip on a lot.
1: Yeah, that's another one where it's like you know he did have great moments there. You know. Well, and, and
0: you know what my thing is, I never liked the name Claudio Castagnoli. To be honest, I just I think Cesaro was a cooler name.
1: <laughs> um. Uh, so a couple other questions. Um, what do you think – do you see anything out of the ordinary happening between Hangman and John Moxley for the Cincinnati show on a Tuesday?
0: <sighs> maybe – I mean obviously Moxley's is going to retain. All I could think is maybe like some interference that kickstarts the next Hangman story, but I I couldn't tell you
1: who that would be. I can't see a title change.
0: No, absolutely not. But I just wonder if like – like Hangman needs a story. You know what I mean? Like he can't just keep winning battle royals and losing title matches. Like maybe some maybe somebody screws him over.
1: I think they're gonna have something involving dissension with the dark order. Yeah, As- they've kinda of
0: teased that slightly.
1: Like I think he made a very small comment where he said, "I told you to move out of the way" or something yep. like that. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, here's Nick, here's freaking Nick Jackson doing Nick Jackson things. Gosh, man, I um, miss it so much. I I miss the Bucks. Yep. I do. I, I think I maybe I'm being selfish, but I I think they're expendable, inexpendable. Like you. Oh have no, I have
0: I, I am a hundred percent with you on it. When, you know,
1: if, if if Punk goes, okay, he did wrong. If Kenny goes, okay, man, you did everything you could. The Bucks, I could watch them wrestle forever.
0: Well, you know what the thing is about the Bucks? I think the Bucks, to me, always embodied AEW the best because it was uh, we got big on our own. Like Kenny Omega Omega did, but like New Japan, uh, Cody Rhodes came from WWE, whereas the Bucks were basically just a tag team forever that became like this massive murderer that just like... Through sheer force of will, just became these massive, massive stars. Um, right. Like, and it's always felt like AEW is kind of like I've always thought of it like as theirs more than Cody's, more than Kenny's. Is I always think of the Bucks with AEW. Um, you know,
1: it's and, Jer- and, Jericho and, and wins and with also, the. Uh, and also, and we already talked about this at length. Just the just how good the tag division is, oh, and yeah. it still is. Yeah. Like. Like you'll watch some of these tag, tagbo. Oh, here comes Cody, i want who's going to be running in to save Jericho, <laughs> yeah, right, <Ugh. laughs> spoiler alert. It's not who you want it to be, right. but
0: uh- <laughs> well i think I think we get Dustin out there too first before that happens, right, if I remember that's true. right,
1: yeah, and uh, Guevara kicks him in the balls, yeah, because don't you notice that Guevara likes to stick his tongue out a lot?
0: Yes, he really, really does,
1: <laughs> like, and also he was wearing a bear costume
0: yeah he wore that at all in as well
1: like a taxiderm bear yeah (laughs) Yeah. but um and then here's the here's the other random question um do excalibur and william regal just need to kiss and get it over with (laughs) right
0: i love it i love it though like it's (laughs) the weirdest sexual tension i've ever seen in my life
1: I was gonna make a joke and I stopped. <laughs> yeah, they had
0: regal. That's something we didn't even mention was when. It's like, uh, hello,
1: when... you sweet little blueberry muffin. I could just nibble you. <laughs> <laughs> right. uh,
0: but that's something we didn't mention with the um, uh, the MJF using the diamond ring. Was then Regal got up and pulled out his brass knuckles and MJF backed off like, ooh, okay. I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, and the crowd, the crowd and fought also- it and was into it
1: and also because Utah is a Blackpool Combat Club yep. guy. Yep. That works because William Regal's obviously tied in with Moxley, yeah. so. By the way, you Jake can Hager You is... can do a promo You could do a promo between Regal and MJF. Yeah, that'd be like, great. I think that, that would be fantastic. Um I do think I know that you like didn't like the Wheeler Utah promo um with uh MJF on Grand Slam. I thought the second time around he did a little better. Yep. I I think Talk so about too.
0: I think though, so and I also really like the visual of MJF in the box and Yuta getting into the, into the suite with him behind him. Yes, and like fighting really, into that the crowd. Was the first hour. Yeah, yes. I thought that was really
1: good. Um, yeah, and then there's one other rumor I did want to throw at you. If Renee Paquette actually does sign with AEW, would you be excited?
0: Uh, I, I guess indifferent.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: You know, I mean, she might as well. Her husband ain't going anywhere for a long time.
1: Yeah, so you know? the story is that, like, everybody, it's the worst-kept secret in sports entertainment that WWE's contacting everybody to see if they want to go back there. Right. They contacted Renee Young, and somebody leaked at the Fightful that Renee Young's probably going to go to AEW. Okay. She's, yeah. also, she's also working for the Cincinnati Bengals on, like, a, oh. like, some interview show. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, very random. Like, <laughs> didn't help right. out against the Ravens. But yeah, um, no, it sure didn't. <laughs> <laughs> um, other than that, you know, just like it, it, it was just kind of um, another another two weeks. It was it was fun though. Like I, I enjoyed it. Uh, yeah. I think Cincinnati the show they're gonna try to load it up because they know that they're gonna be on a non Wednesday telecast. They're gonna try to keep the rating up. They're you also know, gonna be up
0: against NXT. It's something I could say is a positive. Like as we watch this first dynamite together you know, fast forward to three years later, a lot of the is still the same style of show. Like they've never questioned their identity as a company. Like they've never had like second guesses or resets or anything like that. Like the dynamite that we got, the very first dynamite to the dynamite we're still at, it's a wild show. It's very fast paced, sometimes detrimentally, um, it's violent. Mm -hmm. And I do like that for three years they've said, This is who we are, this is our identity. And they haven't, like, panicked at dips and ratings or this or that and tried to, like, reinvent the wheel within their own company. Like, yeah,
1: and the thing I like, too, about that, they're, they're a unique style of their own. Like, sure. if you watch the way they do things, you, you can see some likenesses to, like, as my show closes out um, – the to like the way nitro was when they used to have like awesome cruiserweight matches to open up a three-hour show Mm -hmm. and uh other stuff like that but if you watch raw and you watch or smackdown and you watch um dynamite dynamite is a very specific style where they have like a great opening match a really good main event and then just a lot of wackiness in between but they do have this certain style and format to their shows that they've gotten used to but it's not exactly the same as the way the wwe does some people think oh it's just the same as wwe only it's dirtier and more blood it's like no it's actually very very different right. in terms of their style right i agree you with know? That.
0: yeah i think one of the biggest is with wwe if they sign a guy like like okay bray wyatt's back uh he's gonna be on raw every week probably you know uh whereas AEW, and,
1: and smackdown <laughs> yeah exactly
0: where it's like with aew and i don't think this is a bad thing like i know i've heard people say this is bad the same guys aren't going to be on every single show like sometimes it's bad like miro should be on tv more than he is you know but right. i don't think there's a problem if darby allen isn't on for two weeks i don't think it's a problem if um you know let me give you an example like keith lee isn't on for a, for two two episodes Like, I don't think you have to have everybody on every show all the time because that's That's when you start giving away matches before uh, they should be happening and stuff like that. That's
1: because they have such an overpopulated roster. Right. That as long as you can make the storyline matter when you return back to that person who's been absent for a week or two. Right. It's almost like they never left. Right. You know, it's like just picking up where you left off. I
0: I think Miro's the case of how that can go wrong. Like, I don't know why Miro is has such long gaps in between him being on, like...
1: I have no idea. I did read that C.J. Perry would like to work there. Okay. Like, or would be willing to work there. Okay. But I don't know if that... That might be more wishful thinking on her part, to be honest.
0: Speaking of wishful thinking, uh, should we ask some questions? Sure. Okay. These are This is one of my favorite parts of our show. Like, we've, we've done 29 episodes now. I don't think we've reset our format, but I think we've uh, learned a long way, and this is kind of our... Our great little closeout is our
1: question. Yeah, th- so. This is our this is our land yap. This yeah, is where exactly. we put our dumping. This is our dumping ground where it's like every really nasty thought that we have about pro wrestling <laughs> last two weeks, we dump in here. Yeah.
0: And they're not always joke questions. Some of them are good. Actually, the very first question tonight is, Andrew, what is your favorite wrestling moment that took place in Canada?
1: Um, The Canadian Stampede okay. uh, 10-man tag. Okay, th- That's probably mine.
0: Mine, when I read the question, was... Uh honestly my first thought and I'll go with it cuz my first thought is uh Hogan vs. Warrior WrestleMania 6. Okay. Um I think Hogan Rock
1: Hogan Rock took place there. I was just say
0: I think a lot of people would say Hogan Rock but um I think that just for me like that was the height of my childhood Hogan Warrior like I remember going to school and telling talking to my friends about it like and that was in the Superdome. I think That's it was a Superdome. really
1: not you. You did a Hogan. You yeah. called this. It was the Skydome The Sky Dome, yeah,
0: but it was in Toronto. Was,
1: I was at WrestleMania Thirty, and he called the Superdome the Silverdome. Yep, I remember
0: that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I would say that was like that's my gut response. So why question? I I'm sure I could come up with others. The crowd
1: but. in the Calgary Saddledome. I just remember them. Yeah, going. that was
0: that was like like uh, a dark horse for like best pay per view ever because it was like only four matches, but they were all just
1: bangers. Yeah, you know, absolutely awesome. They had and good. also Austin like MVP performance in that match. What getting what, arrested and trying to punch right. Stu and that show Amazing. also
0: had the awesome Great Sasuke Takamichi Noku match. Like that was when WWE like oh WCW's got all these cruiserweights, let's try it ourselves. And they kind of got what was left over. And- oh, you
1: mean you mean the, the WWE guy, Great Sasuke? Yeah, <laughs> WWE <laughs> the WWE legend,
0: Great Sasuke. <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah uh yeah those are both good answers I think if you say rock hogan i don't think you're wrong either uh if i want to go no, really old and there's, and there's
1: a there's a lot of others bret hart having the steel plate when goldberg spirit yeah uh, that was good um yeah. oh, that if was a good one uh, if i want
0: to go really old school i think hogan orndorff had uh, a huge match back in like 86 yeah know? it
1: was in their stadium yep yeah yep. that's true it was like one of their biggest like turnouts ever There was like well over seventy thousand people like yeah. dude wwf and like from 86 or 85 to about 89 they were fucking selling out every place they went oh yeah and they were ridiculous.
0: they were they were hitting like a b c and d level crews like like the c it level was, crews were show selling out shows like i don't know I, I was like watching um
1: i was watching this netflix documentary about andy warhol i had no idea andy warhol was at the first wrestlemania
0: none hmm, I, I didn't either
1: he was sitting there backstage being interviewed by Mean Gene Oakland, probably on cocaine. <laughs>
0: yeah, right. Uh, probably
1: sharing it with Liberace.
0: <laughs> uh, Andrew, uh, many are wondering who should end Jade Cargill's undefeated record. We talked about that all right, already tonight. But who should end Slim Jay's undefeated singles record on Dark?
1: <laughs> Slim Jay is undefeated. He is not lost on Dark yet. Is he number he is one the,
0: in the rankings right now?
1: <laughs> he is the king of Universal Studios. I think it's a conspiracy that they pull that they have deemphasized the the rankings right when the trustbusters seem to be shooting up the rankings. Yep. It's, I think Arya does. It's, like, it's, like to... it's like the BCS when they don't want Boise State to play for the national title. <laughs> right, or exactly. But um, uh, hmm, Josh Woods.
0: Okay, I will say. Michael Nakazawa. <laughs> <laughs>
1: is he still suspended? I have no idea.
0: <laughs> uh, this is one that I, 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 I think I have the right answer. Okay. Okay. So if they claimed our wrestling's rep- representatives for National Scissoring Day and Dwayne Johnson, of course, would represent National Rock Day, which pro wrestler would represent National Paper Day? I have two separate answers
1: um I would go with Ted DiBiase oh
0: okay okay for that's the, a good one the... I was thinking Matt Riddle as in rolling papers <laughs> <laughs> uh um, and the other one that came to mind for whatever reason is Eric Bischoff because I think one of his most famous moments was just sending release papers to Pac via FedEx
1: so <laughs> yes I, well, I'll tell you another funny one um uh, I, I think you heard the story that Chris Jericho told when he was his contract when he said he was he told Bischoff he wasn't gonna renew his contract, he said, No Tiki no laundry <laughs> <laughs> And it's basically like a like a euphemism for like if you don't sign the contract you have to drop the television title. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. No Tiki no Lil laundry. No no laundry. He was all about dude, that man was all about contracts. Yep. He was all about this is you are under contract. Yep. You belong to me.
0: Um So Antonio Inoki recently passed. uh, Gosh, very recently. That's a good thing. Rest in peace. Yeah, Yeah, he
1: died on. And actually, I'll give credit to WWE. They the day that he died, they announced it.
0: So yeah, I'll give him credit. Inoki, if you're not familiar, I'm sure even if you don't aren't familiar with him, you probably know the name. Um, But. You know, the father of New Japan Pro Wrestling, basically.
1: I mean, uh, if you watch Pride MMA, you know who Inoki sure, is. Sure, sure. Yeah.
0: Uh, but in honor of Ant- Antonio Inoki, uh, who is your all-time
1: favorite New Japan Pro Wrestler? Uh, Genicho Tenryu.
0: Okay.
1: Okay. I love Tenru so much.
0: Uh, I've got a, a few, but I think my favorite was Shinsuke Nakamura. I really
1: loved him. That's not a bad choice. Yeah. I mean, I didn't. I, I kind of went throwback, but yeah, yeah.
0: yeah if, I a, go, if I were if I were to go throwback, uh, Shinya Hashimoto was really, really, really good. I didn't
1: see a lot of Hashimoto. Yeah, he
0: was really good. Um, he died way too soon. Yeah, I mean the cruise, just the junior division back in the nineties, man. Jushin Liger, like Jushin Liger, probably oh, that's good, is, that's good is another one. But I just really love Nakamura. That's another thing that led me to leaving WWE. It was like I was so hyped for that guy, and I was like, "All right, I'm not a big WWE guy, but they can't mess up Nakamura." And they did. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but they no, sure man. Did. I
1: mean, God bless it. Just like Baba with, um, with all, all Japan, and who's that? Who is that wackadoodle that did uh, 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 FMW? What was oh, his name?
0: Atsushi Onita. Oh my God!
1: <laughs> like. Uh, all he had a dark side episode. Like all credit, those guys were pioneering the promotion they did. Man, Anoki did it all. He yeah. wrestled Muhammad Ali for Christ's sake. Yep, yep. You know?
0: and and he really kind of. I mean, New Japan kind of won that war, so to speak. Like there was in the nineties, both companies were booming. Like with all. Japan yeah, and I mean,
1: the, we we you and I are in love with All Japan in the nineties. New yeah. Japan was not far behind. Yeah, the he, Super J Cup of ninety four and ninety five is like all-time great yeah great great know? like greatest show and no, no was a big part of why it became what it became in the egg dome
0: yep uh next one uh going back to what we talked about earlier swerve strickland mentioned uh <laughs> during the segment that billy Gunn's antics used to get kids suspended from school andrew did you ever get trouble and get in trouble at school for imitating or doing wrestling related antics i did and I, I did can
1: tell you my- i did do suck it Okay. I did,
0: suck. So I got mine, I got, I got in a lot of trouble once for this. Um, <laughs> so I grew up, like I'm a little older than you. I grew up in the '80s, and we would, we would like play wrestle on the playground. Um, and we right. would be like di- right. wrestles, like I'm Hulk Hogan, I'm this guy. And I was, I was one of the few that didn't just watch WWF. I watched NWA because my dad watched it, and I talk about New Japan. I like the Great Muda, so I said, I'm the Great Muda. And I spit the mist, and the way I did it was I spit directly (laughs) in someone's face. (laughs) And I I had to go stand on the wall for the rest of recess.
1: (laughs) I'll tell you one, it's not as amusing, but I do remember this one. I had two friends. One gave the other a tombstone, and he actually did have to go to the hospital. Oh, God, I
0: believe it, man. I mean. I believe it. It's there are horrible. some moves
1: that there are some moves that when you tried it on each other, it didn't hurt. I'll tell you one that does hurt: the sharpshooter hurts. Oh yeah, if oh you yeah. You take the bad boy back. Like I'll tell you this: the I, camel clutch. Of, Ugh. We always make fun of who does bad sharpshooters in wrestling. I will say Daniel Garcia's is really nice.
0: Yep. Yep. And, and when he, he lays back with it, it back. yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, he calls it the dragon slayer. It is nice, yep. but um, yeah, there are some moves that hurt, and yeah, I think will actually hurt you. Yeah,
0: uh, so we're into October and uh, it's getting to be spooky season. Um, and Kane always seemed to get his WWE title push around Halloween. Uh, question is: Is that what we're going to see with Abaddon? Is Abaddon going to make an appearance at the end of October?
1: That's who should end Jay Cardill's winning <laughs> streak. Abaddon. Yeah. Abaddon is undefeated in October. Yeah, right. <laughs> she, um. I, yeah. She. I've been seeing her pop up on Dark all of a sudden you know getting a lot of matches for oh, okay. for for, Halloween, for October so yeah Weirdly definitely.
0: like so if I go on Twitter like obviously you have people that you follow but then you get like suggested tweets you know mm-hmm. like oh you should follow this person Abaddon showed up for me one day and I'm like why would I follow Abaddon
1: <laughs> Oh she takes selfies of she takes selfies in her apartment Oh
0: okay no. I don't follow very many wrestlers at all uh, like I, I more tend to follow like the news, if anything, I don't follow Sean Ross app. He blocked me, uh, <laughs> but, but uh, <laughs> so you get none of the scoop. Yeah. I I have to rely on you for those. <laughs> well,
1: let me, let me ask you this. So like you have a lot of these mystical characters, um, but, but, th- but remember we're also in the social media age where transparency, it, it, it's actually good to show your human side. Sometimes it's like when in had nice words after he returned, um, <laughs> Like, do you have a problem where, like, Mark Calloway or – I'm trying to think of, like, a real, like spook- – like, Rosemary. They basically just, like, do, like, promotional stuff and, like, act like them- themselves and do interviews and let the-, the veil down. Like, do you like that or would you rather they don't do that?
0: I don't have a problem with it, but I, I don't really seek it out either. Like, it's it's not – not something that would interest me that much like i've never been a big like oh i want to watch shoot interviews and stuff like that so i don't have a real problem with it because i'm sure there's an audience for it um and i think that right if if anything i might have a problem the opposite way where wrestlers in 2022 still try to pretend like you know kayfabe is this thing that exists and it like it doesn't (laughs) you know (laughs) like
1: yeah like like, I'm not going to sit here and search for a shoot interview with the great – with Kijimuto. Right, <laughs> like, exactly. Just because I don't see him talk all the time doesn't mean I'm actually interested in hearing his stories. Now, when The Undertaker started doing more interviews, I actually was interested because he, he, had, he kept so much in the chamber. Like, he probably knew so much. So when he actually started telling stories, I was kind of fascinated, but it turned out that his stories are about as like, meaningless and like areas you would imagine so it's not like you're it's not like a lot of stuff's being revealed yeah yeah you
0: know. gotcha uh andrew what other incriminating incriminating footage is secretly buried on jose the assistant's ipad
1: <laughs> uh the nfl concussion protocol oh gosh <laughs> man it's a blank it's a, it's a it's just like blackness for like five for like 50 <laughs> minutes
0: <laughs> i think it's uh i think he's got it's it's like zapruder film style but i think it's the actual fight and we know who threw the first punch punk or the bucks <laughs> i think he got the whole about, thing on
1: tape this is a joke about the fact that private party is being grilled by jose and andrade's group yeah. about not being supportive so they're basically like showing instant replay of how they are where, not where they could have
0: help. helped and they didn't yeah
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> and this is the second the funniest one was that andrade obviously got kicked out of dynamite uh, so they had just Jose. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and uh, Jose was was with, to,
0: I think Roosh was with him.
1: Roosh was there and yeah. Jose was like, Roosh, you were great. <laughs> you know? <laughs> but it was like a brutal segment because, I mean, it's not like is like this great promo guy. He's just more of a pre- character. But right. like, it was just, it was just a weird segment because clearly there was a part missing that they intended to have when they did it, you know? Right
0: i um, jumping around on the questions a little bit. Tony Schiavone mentioned that Trent Barretta's challenge for the All-Atlantic Championship against Pac was actually Trent's first singles title match in AEW. Andrew, who would you like to see get a singles title shot of any kind? Swerve Strickland. Mm, okay.
1: Which is impo- which is amazing because there's like how many singles titles now in freaking AEW?
0: <laughs> right, right. Yeah, but, you know, uh, Swerve would be he's great.
1: Gotten, I don't think he's gotten a shot yet. You know, yeah. I I, so really, I really believe for Swerve, once they pull the trigger on a singles push, he's going to the moon. I do.
0: Yeah, I think he's great, and I, I think it could be as a babyface or as a heel. Really, right. I I really think he could go either way. He's
1: just he's just amazingly talented. Yeah. Amazingly talented. I mean, there's a lot of them out there. You know, uh, I mean, Jungle Boy. I mean, Jungle Boy Jack Perry. Yeah. I would like to see him get a single shot. Yeah.
0: Has he not gotten any title shot yet?
1: Uh, I take that back. He actually wrestled Kenny Omega in Daly's place.
0: Okay, I was gonna say so it. So like he did. He did get a selfie. title
1: shot. Yeah.
0: Um, mine is one that I thought we were gonna it, Toronto, and I'll go with Ethan Page. Okay. Because I I really thought that Toronto Ethan Page versus Pac match. I think that could have been an interesting thing. I think where, he's gonna like,
1: beat. He might beat down Pac and uh, get the get the get the crowd, baby face. The whole, yeah. Get the baby face cheer. That'd be cool. That'd be cool. Maybe Lance Storm's gonna show up.
0: Yeah. You know Lance Storm is is he like a booker for Impact now or is he like I think he works with the observer, doesn't he? Uh, see, I think he's got some affiliation with Impact. I'm not sure.
1: Okay. I know Dreamer works with them sometimes.
0: Yeah. Oh, by the way, let's talk about Bomb for Glory. Um so they have like every company now has their freaking their own freaking money in the bank like AEW's is a giant poker chip. WWE yeah, we were joking about case. that. Yeah, yeah, and uh Impact has their call your shot battle royal. Bully Ray what? won it.
1: Oh no! <laughs> yeah.
0: So wah, wait, what is wah.
1: the what what is the what do you get? It's it's like, it's like it, it the... looks
0: like I think it's a trophy. So yeah. <sighs> so okay. Bully <laughs> Ray's <is> back. <laughs>
1: Oh my God! Like yeah. you know, we we talked about this with Bully, we talked about this Bound for Glory last year when you had Josh Alexander beat Christian Cage, and then you just had Moose cash in and beat him immediately, and it's like so Why?
0: That's actually what happened this year is that Bully Ray won the match mid-show, and then after Alexander wins his main event match, Bully Ray came out, and everybody in I think it's Eddie Edwards' group kind of like stood off to the side because it's like the old Ring of Honor guys is like the group, right? right. And Honor Bully Ray is an old Ring of Honor guy, and so it made it seem like Bully Ray was going to cash in, and then he turned on all of them and stood tall with Josh Alexander. Lame. Yep.
1: I'm sure they talk about unbusted on Open a lot. <laughs> yeah,
0: I'm sure he says what a great, great, great match it was. So. It
1: got a lot of heat, yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, so the official title of the Rampage match that we talked about a couple times was Mask vs. Andrade leaving AEW. Andrew, if you could book any blank leaving AEW match, and they lose... Who would it be?
1: Ooh, Brandon Cutler. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, why was that booked already? Um, if you told me that we had this elite suspension and the first one back was Brandon Cutler <laughs> on television, I would have said, you did it wrong, buddy. Yeah. Um, Legit, like, a uh, Miro. Like, this is one where it's like, you know what? If, it's, if you're not going to use him right, let him go elsewhere.
0: Yeah. Yeah, man, you know? that sucks because I really... Like I mean, I think when this show and first started, and I don't started,
1: mean that as a fault on Miro. No, I just feel like there's something going on. He where He did it's have not- a
0: long nagging injury, so I will give AEW some pass there. But like, okay, since he's come back, like, where's he been? Come on, like, I know it's it's a shame. Yeah, when we started it's doing our podcast, he was like my favorite act at the time, you know. So maybe I don't know. Maybe he's fighting God, like in in a different company. I don't know.
1: And Chuck and Chuck Taylor, Chuck Taylor can go away. Oh gosh. Okay, I did I'm not, not expect that one. I'm done, I'm done with Chuck E.T. <laughs> okay,
0: okay. Uh, what would my answer be? Who do I really not like in AEW right now? Oh, actually, you know an answer that I would give that might have already happened is uh, Sean Spears tweeted something like goodbye or something like that, suggesting yeah. that he might be gone, so... Maybe yeah, here Steve, already.
1: Willie, Steve Willie texted me. He was very excited.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sean Spears tweeted goodbye to try and get the internet stirred, and it actually got zero retweets. <laughs> <laughs>
1: he's like, never mind, guys. Yeah, he, <laughs> Not he's on,
0: uh, I was never fa- – he, okay, here's one. Uh, here's my hot take one. Samoa Joe. Okay. I just think everything I've seen from Samoa Joe, as someone who used to really love him, I'm just kind of like, bro. Either get get healthy, get in better shape, or hang it up. Like, he just doesn't look – he never looks healthy. He never looks good. Not a fan of Samoa Joe and AEW. No,
1: I, War Joe is yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, can we just least feud him together eventually at some point? I think they've been having him buddy up with FTR again for some reason. Yeah. Because of the Ring of Honor affiliation.
0: Right. So goofy. I don't know. I don't know. It just um, doesn't work. Uh, Andrew, which faction is in <laughs> worst legal purgatory? the or the Oath Keepers. <laughs> uh, well, wait.
1: wait. Well, the, well. Listen. At least the Oath Keepers' trial's almost over. <laughs> yeah, right.
0: I think the Oath Keepers is like a name you could give a wrestling stable to. You know, you there's just...
1: only one. Okay, I'll be real. There's only one thing about this whole, like, thing going on with the January 6 convictions and prosecutions going on. When they talk about, man, look at this sophisticated plan they had in place to, like, try to overthrow the government, then you see these fat slobs <laughs> and fucking... You're like, these are the guys that tried to overthrow it's the government? It's basically bully... Like,
0: it's bully rape behind almost, all of them. I it. would
1: almost find them not guilty of incompetence. Right? Like, and, like and, come on. You know... You I'm know, not trying to say that what they did wasn't wrong,
0: but You know was, all I mean, of these I'm guys are just the Royal Rumble. Like,
1: <laughs> No. It's... I, I sound like a conspiracy theorist myself. Like, it's the it's the higher-ups, man. Like, when you have one half of the country in charge of the government, they are inviting people to fucking rebel against the system because they don't like who got voted for. That's who you need to blame. Right. And you know how you get rid of them? You go to the polls. Right. That's how you fucking do it. Right. But that's never going to happen because we're too polarized of a nation. But, yeah, I like, it's almost like you see these, like, I've been watching a whole lot of true crime stuff on Netflix, and then you finally see the killer, like, that's the guy. Right. Like you know, um the elite, you know I already made I already uh got in my soapbox on it. Like can we just like get some sort of thing going where it's like, all right, this is where it's going to go. Can someone just get to Meltzer finally and say and Meltzer just puts in the observer on Friday or something like, yeah, Punk's gone. He's getting oh, bought out.
0: I got I got to <laughs> look something up real quick. Um <laughs> I saw the best Meltzer uh tweet and it was about antonio Noki. oh man i gotta find okay
1: well i'll waste i'll waste some time for a second i did want to mention one thing ariel wani did a voiceover thing for the fight pit match oh, now, okay Ar- ariel wani also does podcasting or you know all, for both companies like he interviewed like mjf and tony Khan, and such and such so some people are like talking about how the wwe got like a pass for doing that or ariel wani got a pass but what if dave melter did and did a voiceover for AEW? the hatred oh my <laughs> god the hatred
0: i would hate it just because he'd probably do a horrible job
1: have you ever seen his living room when he does his oh, uh, dark dude. side stuff
0: the guy the guy now listen
1: listen 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 i can't say much either like i'm <laughs> literally i'm literally in an office that has like it's towels and bags and shit all over me. But, like, dude. You're, yeah, you're also not
0: being photographed for, for newspapers.
1: Correct. Like, dude, clean up a little bit.
0: So there is a Twitter account. It's at Tape Machines. He's one of those, like, wrestling Twitter mainstays. And he tweeted a screenshot of the write-up from Dave Meltzer of Antonio Noki's death. And it is so goofy. And, by the way, this guy tweets a crap ton because I'm scrolling trying to find it. I've only gone back two days and yeah, taking a picture
1: e- of uh, his Twitter pic is like a picture of Gorilla Monsoon. Yeah, yeah.
0: Oh my gosh, this guy tweets so freaking much. Uh, gosh, let me go back to the questions and while it's you. E- it's either up, him
1: or uh, it's either him or not Doctor Death or Trevor Dane.
0: Oh yeah, like, not Doctor Death is uh, place to be. O, place to be nation. Steve Williams, who
1: that dude, his sense of humor is like
0: it's something. Wow. <laughs> he gets.
1: <laughs> I, I like it. I like. <laughs> yeah. He-
0: it's Listen. The there. guy gets engagement. Like let's just, let's just say it. That. <laughs> <laughs> he gets engagement. Um, okay. Listen. I can't find this tweet, so I'm going to go back to one last question. Okay. Long story short, the tweet was Dave Meltzer was writing up life story of Antonio Noki and he was writing about the Collision in Korea show, and he threw in an anecdote. Like, imagine this being in your obituary, an anecdote about how Kensuke Sasaki and Akira Hokuto had such loud sex that people in the hotel thought someone was being...
1: That was in the write-up for Antonio
0: Noki's death. All right, Andrew, last question, and we'll get out of here for the night. Okay. Mm -hmm. Max Caster claimed in D.C. that no matter your gender your race, or your political affiliation. Everyone loves the acclaimed. Andrew, name one universal truth in pro wrestling that no fan will disagree with. I've got one that's go not really
1: first. a joke answer. You tell me yours.
0: Mick Foley is a good dude.
1: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like who,
0: who disagrees, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, that, that's a good one. Um, hmm. Oh, never. You cannot kick out of a finisher three times.
0: Okay. See, that's why I hated the Edge Finn Balor match.
1: <laughs> you cannot kick out of – like, it, you can take a finisher twice and kick out. You can't kick out the third time. Okay. That's mine. That that would be mine. Like, I think, whoever, I think once you get past that point, it's like, okay, this match is going way too long. I think long.
0: whoever booked the, the Brock-Roman matches might disagree with you there, but,
1: <laughs> but as fans, I that think – That would be yes, Vince McMahon. Yes, I think we can say that's a
0: universal truth, so – yeah, that's a good one to, well, to uh, jump Like on. a, like
1: a, you know, like something that all that all wrestling fans would agree with. Man, if I had to say, like, probably like Shawn Michaels is one of the five greatest wrestlers of all time. Mm, okay. I, 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 I would dispute anybody saying that. Like. Well, and we'll and toss I, that one to Chad like,
0: Campbell for. <laughs>
1: and Adam is the nicest guy of all time.
0: And who? McFoley, Adam, Adam nice Cole was a nice guy. Yeah, have you seen the tweets about like him just playing? Apparently, he's just like uh on on Twitch playing Super Mario RPG the day of the fight of
1: Sammy. And <laughs> <laughs> he's so tuned out. He's like, oh, but um,
0: boom. oh Yoshi. <laughs> but yeah, Andrew, I think that's a good one to get out on. Um. um So, I mean, AEW's three years running. We're a year into it, so I don't see any end in sight for AEW, which is a good thing because that would mean an abrupt ending to our show. Uh, Over the course of the next couple of weeks, they're going to be in Canada for the first time. Andrew, have you ever been to Canada?
1: No, I've never been across the border.
0: Okay, I've been many times, but I have not been since before COVID. Uh, So it's been several weeks. Wait,
1: if I went to Canada, would I be an immigrant?
0: (laughs) Um... I don't know. Uh, I can tell you a funny story, though.
1: Do do I have to get on a caravan?
0: (laughs) No, but it's kind of a funny story about being searched at the border. So uh, where I live, Canada is like – the bridge to Canada is right in downtown Detroit. Right, It's the Ambassador Bridge. I didn't know that. Yeah, and uh, so my wife and I, we adopted my daughter Sophie. And uh, in the adoption process, we had to go downtown uh, for some sort of – visa i don't i don't remember we had to go downtown there's a million places we had to go through that whole process but we took a day of it we were downtown we were in and out and we we're like well we got the day so we decided to cross over the border go to canada um and we went to caesar's casino and <laughs> this shows like my sweet tooth i wanted canadian candy because there's candy bars in canada that they don't sell stateside and so okay. when we ca- went back across the border back to the states the canadian guard said uh, what was your purpose for coming to Canada today? And I said, I wanted to buy candy. <laughs> and he did. He thought I was lying, and like thought I was like basically trying to buy drugs. And we nearly got detained and searched before my wife had to show the large bag of coffee and Aero bars <laughs> that I had indeed purchased at the
1: Canadian border. What are the del? Because these like like Tachos and uh, like curly fries. Or like
0: Uh, fries, maybe? I'm sorry, you cut out for a second there. What was that?
1: Oh, like, isn't there these weird delicacies that people like in Canada, like curly fries? Oh, poutine.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, poutine. I heard about that one. Yep, Uh, poutine is, uh, I've had it before, and it definitely depends on where you eat it because I've had it before and I've loved it, and I've had it before and I've hated it. um, Yeah. But, yeah, uh, I have been nearly detained at the Canadian border because they did not believe that I just crossed over. Because well, I wanted and, to buy some coffee Dino, crisp.
1: Well, you and Dino Bravo have one thing in common.
0: <laughs> you know, as our old friend Hopefully Boris Yeltsin said. <laughs> not Boris Yeltsin, Boris hey, Johnson. Boris
1: Johnson. <laughs> well, Boris Yeltsin, didn't he just die just recently? I think so, yeah. Or no, that was Gorbachev. Gorbachev just died. I'm getting my communist leaders uh, mixed up. Yeah, but, um, it's true. As Boris Johnson always says, you never hit a man in the head with a hammer.
0: Yeah, Pac is not high on his list. Uh, De- Pac is definitely <laughs> Andrew. Here's what we get. We'll get out with okay. Uh, for those of you guys who stayed stick around, we thank you as always for listening. To episode twenty nine. Check out everything on the North South Podcast. Andrew, who do you think Boris Johnson's top three wrestlers of all time are?
1: Oh, um, Adrian Street. Oh, definitely. Uh, Dusty Rhodes. Okay. And uh, buddy, Playboy Buddy Rose, all fat. But, uh, like uh, the blow away
0: uh, D- D- Buddy Rose. <laughs> hey,
1: pasties. Those are the ones that Boris likes.
2: Sunny afternoon Jungle light I'm living in the open Native pink That carries on Burning bright. I put a blood signal to the sky I said I wonder Does a message get to you?